0: KTFM
4: 97.3 a party? When you I am Hey! no i with two
5: man be will be se yenno se ye be
3: Show, the city's so biggest playing, conversation. Hey, hey, hey.
6: 29 minutes past the hour of 6 97.3 cdfm welcome to the city breakfast show today is wednesday and of course who can mistake the voice of elder miracle helping us appreciate the greatness of the lord here on the city breakfast show the vision is for an appointed time the vision is for an appointed time there is a difference between chronological time and what is known as kairos time the appointed time those are the two dimensions of time as far as the greek concept is concerned so while everybody has been allotted the same amount of chronos time, it's what you do that determines your Kairos moment. So for example, if you sacrifice, you pay the price, there are certain things that would occur because your Kairos time has been hastened. So don't be a victim of chronostime, time, just waiting for change to come. There are specific things you can do to bring your Kairos moment forward. And one of those things is faithfulness. It is required of stewards that a man be found faithful. So sometimes you will do stuff that nobody rewards for many, many years. But it's all as if you're sowing seeds. Or when you faint not, you will reap. So be mindful of the Kairos moment in your business, in your life, in your family, in your career. You can hasten the appearance of your Kairos moment by being consistently faithful. That's Business Sense for the is brought to you by ADB. Get a quick salary advance to meet your pressing needs through the Payday Plus. Get up to 10,000 cities or 80% of your next net monthly salary. No interest, on repayments. Within 30 days, your money hits your account the same day. Call 0243273369. ADB, truly a Greek and
3: more. This is The City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation.
7: Oh, well, this, this is City 97.
8: If you feel it, come and join us, sing a song.
1: Hey, ma Hey, wai.
3: ma this hey, the city breakfast show above the noise. Hey, the city show, the city's biggest conversation. Hey, boy, you
8: Your love took me by surprise, and it's a fact that I can't deny. Someone, please tell me why. Me, I feel the price now. Your love
1: took me by surprise, and it's a fact that I can't deny. Someone, please tell me why. Me, I
6: 6.34 Wednesday morning, lots of things to do. Later on, we're hosting the Minister for break on a wide variety of issues, including the state of the agricultural sector, the cost of food, status of the planting for food and jobs, fertilizer issues, and his own presidential ambitions. That's coming up at 8.15 on the show today. Also a big day in court for a couple of reasons. We'll give you some updates on that as well. And don't forget, the heritage month continues unabated. We're hosting Professor and is relaunching his book Oxford Street. He gives us a social history of the urbanization of the Accra landscape. It's going to be really, really insightful. That's at 9:30. All of that I'm on the show today. Get in touch. 54 Our WhatsApp number. Super Reviews brought to you by Fidelity Bank. Get in touch on our new toll free number with a single phone call 0800 The old toll free number has been phased out. You can also reach us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and English. Fidelity Bank, believe with us. And also sponsored by Total Energies. We're continuously innovating, redesigning our lubricant bottle to make it a modding premium pack with a new label inspired by Cars Dashboard performance at first sight superior quality oil in a modern and premium bottle caught keep your engine younger for longer saying uh, good morning to Nathan Kwao hello good morning and sir. to Kojo good morning good morning Bernard welcome to the show thank you how are you guys doing uh, very well Looking and it looks like to it's gonna
9: rain so it's gonna get cooler and we can switch off an AC and a, uh, a roll down yeah God is responding to the fuel prices yeah the weather.
6: so you need cool air not AC yeah. So, AC spends more petrol, right? Yes. AC uses more petrol. Okay. So, it's going to rain today? It, it is it, like is it, it in, in, Accra in Accra or the it, whole country? It, well,
9: in Accra, I mean, on my way here, there were some drizzles and it's very cloudy. All right. Let's hope the rains. The skies are pregnant. Let's
6: hope the rains don't come and cause distraction, but they bring refreshment. Anyway, so let's get the papers. What are they
10: saying today? Uh, the daily graphic says printing textbooks locally patriotic gesture. That's according to the printers. Cools can't address challenges. President reiterates. Odor drain choked ahead of seasonal rains. Oh, that's not good. Back page of the daily graphic, UGMC starts full operation and rainstorm hits West Mamprusi, two injured, many homes destroyed.
9: The Ghanaian Times at the AUP Security Council Forum, who uh, set back to Africa's development, says the President, make use of RTI upon Chromatels Media and Academia, Open Ghana's land borders. Minority edges the government. In the Oliver case, the council wants his client discharged. Now, if you check the back page of the Ghanaian Times, World Cup playoff. Delay in release of Star Squad. Purely strategic.
10: Mm. <laughs> the public press says, find solution to coups. A Kufado urges AU experts. Reopen land borders, minority to government, ECG workers demand removal of MD, and in other stories, there's no constituency Ekofado has in touch with development, according to Samira Baomia. Efforts to rebuild appear t- 20 temporary structures near completion, according to the MCE, and Penta jail 20 years for defiling impregnating girlfriend's thirteen-year-old daughter.
9: On the front page of the finder, the president is here still talking about coups. He says um, they are set back to Africa's development. IEA proposes drastic measures to avoid going to the IMF. Upon tells academia and media to make use of the RTI laws. Asabi is also here. Vibrant youth wings are NPP spillers. And Jinapo Aveji clash over e levy.
10: The Informer has a lot of stories on its front page. Uh, One says external involvement in coups, hands off Africa. ECOWAS chair tells imperialists on revenue mobilization don't depend solely on government ministers, charge MMDAs, streamlining land admin for development, public private partnership way to go, according to the minister. An economy more important to Ghanaians, LTI data
9: reveals. Now, if you go to the Chronicle, Chachu Chikata is on the front page. Chachu wants criminal trial of Asim North MP halted. Ban on new gas stations will be lifted if, this is a NPA boss, he's given a condition there, and attempts to belittle E-Levy. James Avergy fires blanks at park sitting. Jinapor whips him into line. And Kojo Apongkoma to media, use RTI law to obtain reliable information. The publisher says,
10: fight cools with action. Akufado fires up African leaders. Grandma, 90, burns to death. Reopen land borders now, minority tells government. And a J Mensa Corsa inspects ministry projects.
9: Um, The Aveji Jinapore e-levy story is also on the front page of the new crusading guide. Now, if you check the front page again, the president is here, cools retired growth. President Okufwado, deputy local government minister, engages staff of MMDAs in upper west and savannah regions, arms, ammunition trafficking saga GRS, michael sechi others face court on the 9th of march and um make use of rti act upon chroma to academia and the media and the bnft says now
10: time for export-based economy according to crapper students excel in mating cimg professional marketing qualification exam Stanchard launches new banking proposition to support women businesses, reverse COVID-19 ma- mitigating measures to aid ailing economy, Dr. Kwachitels tells BOG
6: all right let 's take you online citynewsroom dot com the couple of stories here reduce one fifty dollar covid nineteen testing fee make it free for Ghanaians. this is the minority they are also mounting pressure on government to immediately reopen land borders still on city newsroom onzi Nkroma challenges the legitimacy of CPP chairperson and one CD80 per day feeding money for prisoners inadequate according to a former director meanwhile the president says we have to work together to address current economic challenges now if you go to Major online the lead story the GPRT said to increase transport fares again as fuel prices surge meanwhile uh hike in fuel prices expect some cushioning in, de- in coming days this is a deputy energy minister and then as we reported yesterday the fuel prices to hit 11 cities per later from wednesday which is today and then uh, we are not targeting we are targeting every customer who's owing and not paying ecg Disconnection task force says we go to star fm they're leading with minority shoes down loan approval of our supreme court ruling mm-hmm. border towns are collapsing government should open them now according to minority meanwhile planting for food and jobs has failed according to fsg mm-hmm. And prosecutor fails to show up in court in the Baka case. If you go to GNA, a couple of stories. Africa is safer under democracies, according to Ghana's president. Horse rider shot dead, 18 arrested after sporadic shooting at Boku. And Ghana receives over 300,000 doses of AstraZeneca vaccines from Canada. City Business News is leading with Telecoms Chamber BOG intensifying efforts to curb mobile money fraud, according to Dr. Ken Ashigbe. And government cannot heed calls to implement a fixed exchange rate. This is a banking consultant speaking on the matter. Let's get into the details, gentlemen.
9: Well, let me start with page 3 of the finder. IEA is proposing drastic measures to avoid going to the IMF. Mm. Now, um... The story says the Ghanaian economy is facing a serious crisis brought on to a large extent by COVID-19 and recent geopolitical developments. And a domestic policy credibility deficit arising in part from the budget still made in Parliament over the E-Levy and a rising debt level has compounded the crisis. And Dr. John Kwachi then goes on to uh, give um, some suggestions as to what to do. He says we should slash executive pay by 20%. Mm. He says we should scrub NAPCO. Mm -hmm. Reduce the 2022 fiscal deficit from 7.4% to Mm 6.0%. Introduce government parent cost-sharing arrangement for free senior high school. Mm. Um, Some other suggestions. Take additional measures to scale up revenue, which is below par. Pass the tax exemptions bill to reduce the scope and scale of exemptions. Mm -hmm. Enforce tax compliance, especially by professionals. And introduce segregated corporate tax ranging from the current level of 25% for indigenous companies to 35% for foreign companies. No, on the economy, yeah.
10: If you go to page three of the BNFT, a number of stories there. This this one says city to fall 20% over the next 12 months. <laughs> now the CDS rules are set to worsen if current conditions persist, as it is likely to depreciate by more than 20% against its major trading partners. Uh, Major trading counterpart, the dollar, in the next 12 months. That's according to RMB, which is the corporate and investment division of First Rand Bank. Now, this comes as the local currency has witnessed a sharp decline on the back of increased demand Mm. for the dollar-induced liquidity, tightening due to recent downgrades of the nation's euro bonds. Half- decade high inflation Mm -hmm. and dwindling confidence in the nation's policy credibility Hmm. among others still on the economy yes yes herbert crapper who's deputy minister of trade has called for more energy to be channeled into increasing the country's exports Mm -hmm. as that is the best way of addressing most of the fundamental issues facing the economy such as unemployment currency instability among
6: Meanwhile, we are told that hike in fuel prices expects some cushioning in the coming days. My John Lines reporting, quoting the Deputy Energy Minister, it says, Deputy Energy Minister Andrea Peja, a Japan messer, sorry, has assured of governments commitment to implement measures that would cushion fuel consumers from the effects of increasing price hikes in recent times. He stated, however, that he is unable to confirm a specific date by which the government's intervention will take effect. Speaking of night, Mr. Japa said the government is looking at reducing three of the taxes on petroleum products. This, he said, comes after NPA recommended that the government reconsider some of the petroleum taxes, specifically the SBT, which is special petroleum tax, the energy sector recovery levy, and the pollution and sanitation levy. Now, still on this issue, GPRTU is set to increase transport fares again, As fuel prices surge, still on the same website, the GPRTU has announced that commuters should expect an increment in transport fares. According to the head of the union's communications, Abbas the decision is necessary because of the sharp surge in the price of fuel at the pumps.
9: Well, I'll take you to Parliament, but let me read the last leg of um, Dr. John Kwachi's suggestions. He says we should restructure the ministries and ministers. Okay, And it's listed. Twenty ministries and each minist each ministry one minister, one deputy, making mm. four. Mm. He believes that the amount of money we spend on we spend on the ministers and the deputies can also be removed from our costs.
6: Mm-hmm. Now, I'll take I mean, a- the president says we work together to. Uh, address economic challenges. This is the lead story on citynewsroom.com. The president is calling for collaborative efforts to deal with what he says are difficulties facing the economy. Speaking at a meeting with officials of FBM Bank at the Jubilee House, the president, while stressing that government is working to mitigate the plight of Ghanaians, suggested that the prevailing situation was driven by external factors that have negatively affected the economies. Of other countries in the world
9: now on the economy the e-levy is uh, something that the government hopes to use to push things mm-hmm. and Jinapo and Aveji clashed over the e-levy in Parliament yesterday the finder has the story mm. says the Minister of Lands and Natural Resources Samuel Jinapo, clashed with Chairman of the Public Accounts Committee of the Parliament James Klucha Avergi, mm. over the e-levy during the committee's public hearing yesterday okay the exchanges were in respect of the administrator for two lands using mobile money accounts to collect revenue in the hinterlands and the administrator told the committee that the Momo accounts were created for agents collecting rents for the agency in the hinterlands. Mm-hmm. Now, in, the, in his opinion, Mr. Aveji thinks when the controversial e-levy is passed and implemented, it will impact negatively on using Momo accounts to collect revenue for the administrator of two lands. And um, in the strict response to that, uh, Mr. Janapo interjected the park chairman's statement and thanked him for admitting that the e-levy is truly coming. And that's said, other things.
6: A lot of things in Parliament. Two quick ones. Minority mounts pressure on government to reopen land borders immediately. Story on com. And this statement was made by the leadership of the minority, Haruna Idrisu. He says, I call on the president supported by its ministers for Health and Interior to take urgent practical steps for the reopening of Ghana's land borders to allow for the free flow of persons and goods across ECOWAS and around the world. Then, the minority is also saying that government should reduce the $150 COVID testing fee and make it free for Ghanaians. Again, this was at the same parliamentary session addressing the press on Tuesday. Harun Adrisu complained that the pandemic was being used to unduly make money for non-Ghanaians to be compelled to pay an amount of $150 USD in the name of COVID tests in which its procurement is questionable and raises eyebrows on the fact that COVID is being used as a caveat to make money instead of combating a pandemic, we do not think that persons traveling to Ghana from abroad should be made to pay $150.
10: Okay, if you go to page 20 of the daily graphic, odor drain choked hmm. ahead of seasonal rains. Ah. Now, the Odor drain, which begins at the Caprice Bridge at Alajo and runs 10 kilometers to the edge of the Kole Lagoon in Accra, is choked. Mm. The drain was constructed to carry water from the Odor River mm. and rainwater from upland areas such as the Ebris Mountains into the sea to avoid flooding in the national capital. Mm-hmm. However, a cocktail of activities, cocktail power, mm. such as the erection of makeshift settlements along the entire stretch of the drain has led... Um, to the dumping of refuse into the drain. Degradable and non-degradable rubbish could be seen floating in the dirty water Hmm. that had filled the drain when a daily graphic team monitored the situation over a period of three weeks.
9: Hmm. Now, um, the Vice-Chancellor of the Kofridia Technical University says that Ghana must train more uh, people in technical skills. He says that we need to train more of our local students to have the requisite technical skills so that they can take over from the expatriates who are manning the big businesses in the oil and gas industry. Mm. According to him, most students who went through technical universities were trained to become self-reliant and that such entrepreneurial skills and training could make students take over the industrialization process of the country and bring the rights returns a
6: lot of court stories daily guy lives with ag files burger mp's trial papers and the headline is interesting office of the attorney general has filed all the documents it intends to rely on for the trial of MP for Asim North James Jachikwisin, who is before Anacra High Court of perjury and other criminal charges. The documents include the witness statement of all the five witnesses the prosecution will be calling during the trial, as well as all disclosure documents relevant for the trial of the embattled MP. Still on court cases... Yes, on
9: this case, um, um, wants the um, criminal trial of Asim North MP halted. Mm-hmm. This is captured by the Chronicle. The story says that... Um, the embattled member of parliament for assin north james Sin has made an application to the high court seeking to stay to seeking for a stay of proceedings in his criminal trial the application was made by his legal representatives led by mr chachuchikata at the criminal division 3 presided over by dr uh, by justice mary Mami kian century Mr. Chikata raised concerns about a constitutional provision which arose in the 3rd, 4th and 5th charges. Hence, an interpretation would be sought at the apex court for which the case should be halted.
6: Still on court cases, Oliver Vermauer, prosecutor, fails to show up in court. This is Star FM. The Assyman District Court has expressed concern over the inability of the prosecution to show up in court. In the case in which oliver bakavoma has been held for treason felony the accused person whose bail application would be ruled on today was present in court when the case was called lawyers of the accused were present but there was no representation from the prosecution chief inspector george Doe held brief for dsp sylvester Sari, the substantive prosecutor requested for the case to be stood down to uh, await him and as the story alludes if you go to citynewsroom.com his bail application will be heard today and uh, he was arrested on february 11 over claims that he had threatened to cause a coup if a gov- the government went ahead to pass the controversial electronic transactions levy, then there's another Supreme Court uh, verdict expected later today. Supreme Court to give judgment on Richard Sky suit on 2022 budget rejection and approval. The Supreme Court will later today, Wednesday, March 16, give his judgment in the case of broadcaster Richard delasky and the Attorney General, he is contesting last year's dramatic rejection and subsequent approval of government's budget by Parliament, citing issues of quorum. Now this state- this case is pretty close to the one that was adjudicated a couple of days ago, I think last week, and so we'll see whether there will be a similar outcome or whether it will be different.
10: Well, if you go to page 7 of the Republic Press, ECG workers are talking. Hmm. Now, they say they don't want their MD, and so they are calling for his removal. Uh, Kwame Ajimambudu, he's the person facing all this pressure. Now, the workers led by their divisional leadership under the TUC, they are calling for his exit, and according to them, the MD has refused to stay away and he continues to parade himself as MD, and he's signing official documents. Now they say he's gone past the retirement age. Mm-hmm. He was 60 in February 2021, but he still is. Um,
6: you see the nowhere cool. Do you know that well, you know 30 percent of palm oils on Ghana's market fill the FDA's nationwide zero Sudan diet test?
9: Oh, so? well,
6: yes, as part of the FDA's routine market surveillance. This is CityNewsroom.com. On food safety in April 2021 about 30% of palm oils found on the Ghanaian market have failed the authorities nationwide zero Sudan four dye test wow. an increase from 7.3% in 2018 In October last year the authorities sampled palm oils from major markets across the country including 10 major markets in Greater Accra to test for the presence of Sudan four dye leading to several arrests The lab analysis indicated that out of the 306 samples analyzed 70 representing 30 uh, percent failed the sudan 4 dye test except mm. for the upper west region all the regions had one or more samples from their markets testing positive for the presence of sudan 4 dye with great accra recording the highest failure rate of 60.8 percent mm. some markets like domi and malamata market in Greater accra had 100 percent failure for their samples analyzed which means all the samples are sudan 4 now sudan 4 dye is a chemical used in the production of textiles leather plastics paper hair mineral oil waxes and cosmetics and it's not to be ingested the toxicity and illegal use of sudan 4 as a food additive are strongly banned by fda and international bodies in the who codex alimentarius (laughs) but despite all the education on this people are still using sudan 4 dye to do palm oil and to sell for people to eat can you imagine they say malahata and domi market they all everybody sampled (laughs) this is terrible
9: it's terrible but there's a simple solution which is what there are a lot of cooperatives that are engaging women to produce palm oil mm-hmm. at least i know some in Tiwa east i know some in so what uh, should they the do area. i think we should find these people and fund them to expand their production once there's a we lot of production and oil. cheap palm oil these um Sorry. market women won't mix other things plus to downfall to sell to us as palm oil so
6: according to the people some people say they prefer redness in their palm oil products Meanwhile, this thing can cause allergies, migraine, uh, cancer, all kinds of things. Charlie, we have to stop this all.
9: We have the capacity to produce. Anyway. Let's support that capacity. Now, let me take you to the Water Resources Com- uh, Commission. They have intensified efforts to arrest and prosecute unlicensed water drilling companies operating in the country. According to the commission, these companies uh, are not doing their work well and they are clamping down on these companies and they are confiscating their rigs and also fining them about 60,000 Ghana cities to ensure their sanity okay. in the water drilling. Just space. on
10: a final water theme consumers all GWCL netco 132 million in upper east region mm. so that's on page 25 of the daily. A
6: few daily. more headlines family of dead bullion van robbery policeman cry foul this is the herald it says he was on admission when he was taken out and shot also ex Board deputy ceo stirs diplomatic crisis between ghana and bulgaria we understand there's been a demolition of a building which Mm -hmm. is leading to lots of controversy
9: and the gfa says that they've delayed the release of the black star squad for tactical reasons yes and one of the reasons is to minimize or control the abuse that normally takes place before games uh, uh, of, the, of the social players, players. when the players' names are put out, people abuse them. And
6: Meanwhile, I... there's a very interesting Hello. video circulating. City Sports has it says some people are still looking for a stadium and Mukachi mocks Ghana ahead of Nigeria's game. Let's hope after the two legs you will still be laughing, you know, you'll be laughing. But the match is coming. We may beat them, so you shouldn't be
10: rushing. We <laughs> may.
6: <laughs> oh, but there are only three outcomes: you win,
3: you lose, you draw. So that one <laughs> This is the City Breakfast Show, what? the city's biggest conversation. This is the City Breakfast Show The City's Biggest Conversation
6: So it's 6.58 The City Business News coming up shortly It's brought to you by Goel We are rewarding our pre go card customers With two password discounts For a little and fewer you also enjoy discounts on lubricants at Go stations nationwide. There's also free life insurance cover provided by My Life Insurance. You can accrue and contribute loyalty points to a social group to fund an approved CSR project. There's so many benefits to being part of the Go Club. Register today. Registration.go.com.GH or visit any of our social media platforms. Go good energy. Taki who's joining us with City Business News. Good morning.
11: Good morning, Bennett. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News. It's proudly brought to you by MTN GOAL and GCB Bank and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Let's go straight into our stories. <laughs> President Okufo-Addo is calling for a collaborative effort to deal with what he calls difficulties facing Ghanaians. Nana Okufo-Addo says support from the citizenry will go a long way to deal with the economic challenges affecting the country. Speaking at a meeting with officials from the FNB Bank at the Jubilee House, Nana Okufo-Addo says government is working to mitigate the plight of Ghanaians.
10: The difficulties that all of us are going through now, Are not things that we need to have to emphasise and reiterate. It's obvious, and the, the source of it is also something that all of us know. It's having a, a, a differing in impacts on the different economies and
12: countries, but the root causes of it are are, are well known, and uh, there are matters that we have to also resolve together. I believe that at the end of the day, it is this cooperation. Across borders in our regions. That will give us a base, the
10: strongest base in which to deal with the problems that have emerged in these last two
11: years. President akufu Addo speaking there, away from that. The Ghana Chamber of Telecommunications says it is working extensively with the Bank of Ghana to implement multiple strategies in a bid to clamp down on mobile money fraud, which has, in recent times, led to a massive loss of funds of some businesses and individuals. According to the World Bank, the rapid growth of mobile financial services is arguably the single most significant contributor to increased financial inclusion in emerging markets today. However, the growth has come with an increased level of fraud, with the fraud reports of the central bank showing that loss incurred through e-money fraud increased from approximately 37 million Ghana cities in 2019 to an estimated 1.4 million in 2020, representing a 180 per cent Increase commenting on steps being taken to reduce the level of mobile money fraud in Ghana, the chief executive of the chamber, Dr. Kenneth Ashikbe said, ongoing collaboration with the police has led to the creation of a fraud control dashboard, which has so far caused about 28,000 mobile devices to be blacklisted in Ghana. So the fraud control dashboard,
13: what it does is that if you perpetuate fraud on any network and you are reported. You see sometimes on Facebook, you see somebody wanting to create an employment scam. You know that the you know that, uh, security forces would not recruit with that. So what then you do is that once you see it, you report, you call for on any of on your network and report it. They would investigate it. When they find out that it's correct, what they then do is that they will block that SIM. When they block the SIM, they will go and look at the ID that was used. If that ID has been used severally to commit fraud that has been reported, that ID will be blacklisted. They will, not be able to, they will not be able to use it again on the network. And then they will also block the device. We have reported about 35,000 incidents so far, about 28,000 uh, devices have been blocked, and about 17,000 IDs, IDs have also been taken as well.
11: Dr. Kenneth Ashikbe is the Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana Chamber of Telecommunications. Now, as part of efforts to push the digitization drive in Ghana... Telecommunications giant MTN Ghana has disclosed of plans to upgrade from being a telecommunications company to a technology company. MTN is currently on what it calls a journey to become a fully digital operator by 2023. This apparently involves enabling all of its stakeholders to access their services digitally, a concept that links to the company's Agenda 2025 strategy designed to make it a platform player rather than a service provider. Chief Executive Officer of the network company, Selom Adadevo, explained to Sisi Business News what exactly this plan entails.
14: I mean, Basically, Ateco is a technology company, and the difference between a telecoms company and a, and a technology company is a technology company presents platforms to enable the ecosystem. So our first step is our new strategy called Ambition 2025 where by the end of 2025, we would have five key platform pillars. FinTech, Ioba, which is one of our super apps. We would have enterprise solutions where a lot of SMEs can connect to. We would have network as a service where we share our infrastructure with the environment, with the ecosystem and other players in the marketplace. And the final one is an API aggregator called Chinosis, where people can connect to any API that's based on that platform so that we can accelerate the rate of technology ad- adoption and also the rate of the impact of technology on businesses overall. We should see a faster impact on the economy in Ghana, and also a faster acceleration on the use of technology for many other applications that today um, we're not using them for. So that's really what a tech who means. It means us becoming a platform player that enhances and accelerates the ecosystem overall, and not just the telecoms company.
11: Selom Adadevo is the Chief Executive Officer of MTN Ghana. The Ghana Exports Imports Bank is urging governments to consider imposing export levies on some specific agricultural products, such as cashew, in order to develop the sector. According to the bank, this move will serve as a source of revenue for governments and protects domestic industries. Judith Akins is the manager in charge of the export trade at the Ghana Exim Bank, and she spoke during a stakeholder forum on export trade organized by the Ghana Exports Imports Bank.
15: So some of the proposals or proposition we are saying that the government should do is that um, the government should, should, should first of all assist um, exporters with export levies. They should come up with policy reforms in export levies. For example, I made, an, a, a, I made a mention of the fact that our neighbouring countries, French countries um, have export levies such that they are not able to export cashew from their country, so they come here. Because of the levies imposed on them so Ghana should do same and it's notable to note that Ivory Coast made close to about 134 million USD in 2019 in that regard these are revenues that Ghana can um, benefit or earn from now we're saying that our neighboring French countries are doing they are any revenues from that these are extra revenues that we can earn as a country if our neighboring Um, the countries are doing that, we do that as well. They will not shift or push these export products to us. You understand what I'm saying? So we are looking at it from the angle of revenues that can help assist these cashew farmers to grow their business. So that's the angle we are looking at. So if they are doing that, why can't we do that?
11: That was the manager in charge of the export trade at the Ghana Exports Imports Bank, Judith Akins. As Monday marks the World Consumer Rights Day, the Consumer Protection Agency has reiterated calls for the passage of the Consumer Protection Bill. Over the past 10 years, there have been various attempts by the government to get the Consumer Protection Law passed, but the process has been rather slow. The absence of the Consumer Protection Law in the country is believed to be contributing to the widespread and deliberate abuse of consumer rights, the chief executive officer of the agency, Kofi Capito, stressed that the bill ought to be passed into law to ensure that consumers are protected.
16: If you are into free market, the best person to protect is the consumer because you can't create a market when you don't have consumers. And it's, it's been a culture, it's been an attitude, but I'm sure uh, with the help of the media, Uh, we could push, especially for the passage of the Consumer Bill, which has been between the Ministry of Trade, Attorney General's Office, and the Parliament. I have personally been involved. I've made even the Select Committee in Parliament. Uh, Sometimes I ask myself, I mean, do we want to get everything perfect? You can't get everything. Every law is not perfect. Every law is passed and is being looked again and reviewed and tweeted to be perfect, uh, but uh, it looks like it, it is slow. Is a glass half full or half empty. That's where we are. Uh, today being the international declaration for fair digital finance, which is very, very exciting to me because we cannot live in a global market where we are not very interested in doing digital finance or get into the digitalization
11: uh, arena. Chief Executive Officer of the Consumer Protection Agency, Kofi Kapito, speaking there. Let's now join Gillian Hammer of DataBank for more on the topic, the difference between a bull market and a bear market.
17: When you invest in stocks or equity-based mutual funds like DataBank's EPAC, day-to-day market volatility is a fact of life. There are times when stock prices stay higher or lower for longer periods. These are known as bull and bear markets. A bull market happens when investors are optimistic about the growth potential and profit outlook for companies. When investors are feeling positive, stock prices generally rise for an extended period until it hits a peak. A bear market is the opposite of a bull market. This is where investors turn pessimistic and stock prices generally decline For an extended period before hitting a bottom. Bear markets can last for months, even years, and see stock prices fall significantly. The trouble is, while they're frequent, it's hard to predict where the next bear is hiding because each one is so different. It could be that investors suddenly decide stock prices are too high and aren't supported by economic reality, or it could be due to some sort of financial crisis the key is to know that both bull and bear markets don't last forever that is why at data bank we recommend strongly that you invest according to your risk tolerance to ensure that you don't make emotional investment decisions when the market goes in either direction
11: that's with jillian hammer of DataBank. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News proudly brought to you by MTN Goal and GCB Bank and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Anita Kisimoku. Do have a good business day.
3: This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation.
2: and
8: that is a dark forest, the no i white. my walk through the <laughs> valley of the shadow of death, and they Now a i ayo. At home, no We get a fire every day, come, Quentin. Labour Japan said, Don't I'm a I Nice, you know, am yeah, my guy. I am one pen one pen for pay and fade. I am another good people, 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 fire be All right.
6: His name is Kofi Kinata. Couple of quick birthday requests coming through, happy birthday to Kojo Ejabeng, coming from multiple sources, from myself, Justine, from a lot of your friends. Have a great celebration, you're a good man, may the Lord bless you and keep you going. Happy birthday to Pebby as well, today is your birthday. Enjoy the day, may the Lord get you to your next level. This one is also coming to you, Mrs. Georgina Edil Crawford, you are 60 years old, we see you good health, long life, closer work with God, abundance of grace, Marginna, you are dearly loved from your daughter
8: Debbie. Alright,
6: so later on we speak to the Minister for Agric on the state of the sector, issues to do with crops, planting for food and jobs food prices and all those issues that have been of concern to some of our listeners. Don't forget, we're also hosting Atukwesing on the City Breakfast Show and City TV's Breakfast Daily. As part of our Honest Series, A Social History of Urbanization in Accra, as he relaunches his book, Oxford Street, an amazing material on the growing city of Accra. Take off. This next is brought to us by Leshehu. At Leshehu, the spirit of Africa is a symbol of our resilience and our strength. Yeah, it's mean. what drives us to do more, become more, and achieve more. That's why we are scaling up our digital power with you in mind to create the reality we yearn for for Africa by Africans. Get ready as we prepare for a digital journey with you. This is Africa Leshehu. Let's improve life.
18: Benjamin Kites, join us with sports news kickoff. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. Let's get into the headlines. An Olympian Samuel Techi turns professional. Man United crash out of the UEFA Champions League. And Chelsea owner Roman Abramovich sanctioned by the European Union. <laughs> start off with some boxing and Olympic bronze medalist Samuel Techi has officially announced that he has made the transition from amateur to full professional. Techi who won bronze at the Games is expected to engage in his first professional bout on April 16, 2022 under the Bazooka Promotions and Management Syndicate owned by former welterweight champion Ike Bazooka Korte. Now he is expected to fight Din Nikwe Boithio, who is 34 years old in a super featherweight contest at the crash city hotel the young boxer asked Ghanaians to support him on his new journey at his official unveiling
19: i'm now a professional boxer uh, i'm no more an amateur boxer again so what i have to tell Ghanaians is, is that the support the support they give it to me at the mature level uh, I'm, I'm i'm begging them To give me the support at the professional level too, and I promise them I'm going to be a world champion and a professional on the list. I want to thank God first, and also thank my mom, dad, and my trainer who is as I I, Bazuka Korti, WBA
18: Waterway Champion in the world you heard samuel techie there transitioning from an amateur boxer to a professional boxer now let's move on and do some more boxing and former ibf bantamweight champion joseph agbeko has backed isaac Dogbe to reclaim his status as a world champion Dogbe is on a quest to become the world champion again after losing his belt to immanuel navarrete and has gone on to win his last three bouts agbeko himself uh who will Agbeko, who himself was a two-time champion, believes that Dogbe has shown the necessary dedication and hunger to return to the top of his weight class.
15: I see something in Isaac Dogbe, and uh, I've seen a lot of change in Isaac. Okay. A lot of maturity in Isaac and I believe if Isaac gets the chance again, he'll make it. The boy is hungry right now. He's learning a lot. He's focus he's calm he's humble you can see it in him if he get a chance again he's going to uh, he's going to win it
18: so you had former ibf bantamweight champion joseph de Kong speaking there let's move on to some uefa champions league stuff the champions league was in full swing last night So in the Champions League yesterday, it was the second legs of the round of 16 uh, matches that were played. Ajax were up against Benfica Football Club in that particular encounter. Benfica winning uh, that game by one goal to nil. So Benfica go on to progress to the next round. 3-2. On aggregate, at Old Trafford, it was Manchester United taking on Atletico Madrid. United came into the game with a 1-1 draw from the first leg from the Wanda Metropolitano. They needed to win by a single goal to progress, but they could not find the back of the net. In the end, it was Renan Lodi who scored the only goal of the game uh, close to the end of the first half to give Atletico Madrid a 1-0 win. After the match, Manchester United head coach Ralf Rangnick shared his thoughts.
16: As I said, it was about who scores the first goal. If you concede against them at home, we know that they are uh, almost the masters of uh, destruction. I also think that the the referee fell for most of those uh, time-wasting antics. I can't remember that the game in the second half for more than two or three minutes without being interrupted was being played. And uh, yeah, then it was difficult for us to, uh, we had um, one or two moments after set pieces, a good chance uh, um, when Jaden could have scored at the far post, but in the end it was difficult in the second half. But we knew that before the game, and that's why it was so important to start well, to have a very good first half. But as I said, you have to, to score, and uh, we didn't score, we, we, we conceded the first goal ourselves, and, and from then on it was difficult.
18: So you heard Manchester United interim manager Ralph Rangnick speaking there later tonight. There's Juventus taking on Villarreal and also Lille taking on Chelsea Football Club. So Chelsea will be hoping that day Make it to the next round of the competition. And speaking about Chelsea, the European Union has imposed sanctions on owner Roman Abramovich in new measures targeting Russia. The EU included um, the Russian oligarch in its updated list of individuals facing assets freeze and travel bans due to his close links to Vladimir Putin. As it stands, Chelsea's Champions League last 16 uh, second leg at Lille is going ahead as scheduled today, with talks continuing between UEFA and the EU. A UEFA statement read, and I quote, UEFA is fully committed to always implementing relevant EU and uh, international sanctions. Our understanding is that the present case is assessed in the context of the licensed issued in the UK which allows Chelsea Football Club to continue minimum football activity whilst providing a safeguard that no financial gain will result for Mr Abramovich. We will work with the EU and relevant member states to ensure we have full clarity and remain in lockstep with all relevant and applicable measures in line with the latest um, arrangement, so the news comes as Chelsea have also withdrawn their request to play Saturday's FA Cup quarter-final against Middlesbrough behind closed doors after widespread criticism. So that's what's going on uh, with Chelsea Football Club. Let's get uh, let's stay with Chelsea actually. And Chelsea attacking midfielder Kai Havertz says he wouldn't mind paying for his own travel to away matches amid the ongoing situation at the club. Now, following Abramovich being added to the UK government sanction list last week. Chelsea are now restricted to paying a maximum of £20,000 on travel to away fixtures. However, Harvest thinks the players at the club would have no problem in paying that themselves and confirmed that he would definitely do so.
20: I would pay it, it's no problem. I think uh, um, that's not a big deal for us. I think for us to come to the games is the most important thing. And um, I think there are a lot of harder moments or harder things in the world right now than... uh, if we have to take the bus or the or the, the plane to a away game, um, and I would pay it, it's no problem.
18: You heard Chelsea's Kai Havertz speaking there. Let's catch up with some Premier League action that will come off later tonight. Brighton and Hove Albion will come up against Tottenham Hotspur, and then there's a big game that could have major title implications. Arsenal will host Liverpool at the Emirates later tonight. There will be live radio commentary and analysis of that particular encounter right here on 97.3 City FM. Let's finish off with some basketball from the NBA. The Memphis Grizzlies, they continued in their hot form this time, taking down the Indiana Pacers. 135-135. 102 is how that game ended. Kyrie Irving dropped a career-high 60 points against the Orlando Magic as the Brooklyn Nets beat the Magic uh, 150 to 108. And then the Miami Heat also uh, beat the Pistons 105-98. The Phoenix Suns uh, went on the road and won against the Pelicans 131 to 115. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Ketia. Kickoff was brought to us by Lesego. the more sports at City Sports Online.
7: Rise above the noise Who me oh my fair yeah, yeah, What Janet, a baby, 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 I'm going to be a little bit of a Now bit of a little bit of a little bit a a day and a Breakfast
2: Show. daddy, I
7: know. Chu machi chu chu chima the breakfast show
3: rise
6: noise 97.3 city fm Happy birthday to Joshua Bed, Lydia, Odale Lamte of St. Benedict Sibiru School. You turn 9 today from your parents, Mr. and Mrs. Okunka, your brother, Melchizedek, Emmanuel Odate Lamte, and the Techibuedu family. Happy birthday to Mrs. Anita Esinankodo, coming in from your siblings
7: and
6: from all the family. God bless you, Anita. Enjoy your day. message also coming in to frank Enin bonsu of Josh travels a belated happy birthday may god may good connect you to mercy huh sorry may god that's <laughs> good <laughs> <President laughs> good may god connect you to your to his mercies and favor as he connects the world to you And a couple of birthday wishes also, my good friend Kojo Ejabing, uh-huh. celebrating his birthday today, shares a birthday with my good friend Pebby oh, 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 oh. So today seems to be a very auspicious day, lots of nice people born on the 16th of March. message for kamal dean Madi. i will choose you in 10 more lifetimes thank you from a grateful wife <laughs> this was after the birthday party the birthday hostilities too much so kamal your wife is saying thank you for a great birthday yesterday so <laughs> and happy birthday to you my dear husband and the father of my children samson nana Jan. i pray god's love and grace upon your life i pray that god will answer all your prayers but above all i pray god will bless you with long life and good health so we will grow all together i love you nana my nana
7: one
6: have the best of the years from all of us lorraine and the children Kobe,
10: nana ya, Uh, this one says please wish our precious baby girl flora aram Opuniwa safi boafu of Seoul clinic international school she's six today that's uh, coming from her mom and dad dr and mrs ignatius safi boafu and one says happy birthday to my wife cecilia cecilia uh, weto I think uh, Cecilia were too from Richard Agumenu and the message is may the will of God be established mm. in her life. All right. This one says um okay, Amato Kojoa I affectionately call you an amazing friend, a gossip partner and you know um I'm good. Okay, what I'm good at in life is loving you. Okay, that's to the husband. Mm. Will I a a job of GRE across Central from wife gifty Serum Terrier staff nurse of Akachi South District Hospital.
6: Another one coming into faith, Daniel Efe and son of Morningstar School. God bless you from your dad and mom and from Lord Kweku Sechi of CTFM Online Department to my big brother Elvis Dansechi aka Atukwamina of Cal Bank.
10: All right, this one says, I want to wish Zuliatha Jul- uh, a baby. Hmm. Now, nah, I merely
6: What's the name?
10: Hated <laughs> happy birthday. Juliatha. <laughs> yes. Juliatha. That's from Ni Okanta mm. in Kaswa. Many, many names. Yeah. Powerful names. Mm. All right, this one says, um, happy 65th birthday to Mr. Aaron Cody. He's a pensioner in La. A father extraordinaire who made sure to provide all our needs um, when we were children. As we celebrate you today, know that we love you and appreciate you from your mama Fosti and your children, Ni, Mama, Ni, Sankap, teki and Baby Te. Say God richly bless you.
6: Good morning, Bernard. Today is also the birthday of John Peter Merutius to More Fulfilling Life from John Kekeli. Please, where are the railways? Are they coming? <laughs> John Pierre Abehu. <Amel. laughs> please wish Frank Enin Bonzo of Josh Travels a belated happy birthday. May God connect him to mercy, favor, and as you connect others to the world.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
6: Kwabana, Kwabana in the background. Comments embed the request brought to you by your creamy alternative creamy plus evaporated milk. Takes you back to the original taste of creamy milk. It's an essential companion to your tea, your coffee, your Gary stockings, your masque and all your cereals. It's available in all girls, shops, shell shops, shop's bachona total, and other supermarkets in your neighborhood. Contact less Farm distributors for large quantities or call 501 682
7: a day, Baby, What do you have? You'll be dead. She's current. And oh, yes, it's you, girl. Not so many
17: for I with you you i
2: got them new year see you boy me now and china i could
6: Well, the question still remains Have you tried the new Nutri Day yogurt? It's Ghana's newest, delicious, and nutritious yogurt from Familk. Actually, I got some in your pack. I got some in your pack, yeah. Enjoy the good nutrition and great taste of Nutri Day yogurt with zinc. Vitamin A, B6, B12, and zinc. Try Nutri Day today. Get it from your nearest fuel station, supermarket, or neighborhood store. Nutri Day
4: goodness any day. Got, I got some and then I gave it to some of the kids in the academy. They liked it. They liked it. It's good for the energy. Yeah, so thank you very much, Edwin.
2: You
4: know, when you listen to this song and it, it says, May I be home, Marion Jones.
6: You know, some people will not understand. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, who is Marion
4: Jones? <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, she was supposed <laughs> to. A hundred years ago, she was... was- no, no, not, not, first, if, not even 100 oh, years ago. You don't ago. get what I'm saying. I said 100 years ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, no, Jones was a um, phenomenal
6: artist. He just uh, athlete it just turns yeah. out that her records were fueled by other things.
4: <laughs> she had
6: this husband as well. So the two of them were both called for CJ Hunter. Yeah.
4: And at that time, she was so fast. She came close to breaking a uh, Griffiths-Jones record. Yeah, we, I, we, there hasn't been a female athlete as dominant as Marion Jones. as Marion Jones since Flo jo. Although
6: you can say the Jamaican ladies done pretty well. The short one.
4: Yes, um, Shelly she 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 like Fraser, a yes. yes, yes, and uh, has, has pushed it, yes, and uh, something has also done well. Yes. Yes. But if you look at longevity yeah, 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 and yeah. the period, then it's is uh, you, you're talking Jones and Shelly and Fraser. Yes. Fraser has been on top for a very, very long for a time, very
6: long time. Yeah. although for me, one of the most uh, underrated athletes is the one who ran the 200, the 400, the 4 by 100 Alison, oh man, Felix. Felix, she's
4: won a lot, he's so well, but speaking of which, just before you go on, Bernard, a, pe- a pet, a pet peeve. peeve, this morning. So what's happening? You know, I've been talking about this, and we don't, we don't have a venue to play a World Cup qualifier. Amagana? Yeah. Are you serious? Ah, we, Bernard, we when we spoke about the Cape Coast Stadium has been rejected officially. Hmm. After we went to match on I it, I thought they test. They are now going to replace the results. Oh. <laughs> the Cape Coast has been rejected. <laughs> so, they went to check out Babanya, mm-hmm. which has been renovated recently. The pitch looks everything, but when they did the first inspection, mm-hmm. they didn't check it because some of the facilities were not on point. Mm-hmm. You understand? Akraspo Stadium was not on point at the time too, so, but it's there. Because the question I'm asking is, how is it that we have a World Cup qualifier in what, how many days, Nathan? Like two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. And 25th. Mm-hmm. We don't have a venue it's like nine days to play a World Cup qualifier like at the moment we are just waiting for FIFA to say okay Ghana go and play you can play here It's not like outside Ghana or anything but they are saying okay finally we approve this venue so we don't have a park we don't or have a stadium that don't is, have, it's not a park oh. calf standard we don't have a stadium that, that is, is ready ready to host a World Cup qualifier a Linkley. and yeah. Linkley tamale have you seen Tamale? Have you seen tamale. Have you seen the pitch? Esipon. What happened to the pitch? Bernard, if you see the state of the Tamale pitch... What about you... esipon? Esipon, esipon? Esipon. esipon? Esipon? Don't even talk about Esipon.
10: Esipon, there's way behind
4: though. The minister... minister uh, Esiama went to visit yes, you, know, to... you know the way they, back then, the things they do, they show up there, say nice things and leave.
10: The I don't know. Nobody has touched
4: Esipon. Esipon, of the, of the new stadiums were built in 2008, Esipon is in the worst shape. <laughs> It's, it's The support has completely fallen apart. Elwak. Oh. Could you walk up hey. qualifier mentioning Elwak? But he should mention a stadium. No. But, you see, Bernard, the point, I keep making this point. We can't keep saying... Okay, I have one. The down so many one.
9: <laughs> Charlie, how?
4: How? It's not a stadium.
9: No, 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 no. no. The multi-park okay, okay, is a the park. Lugan, the Legon, Stadium. Legon Park. Legon Stadium. Legon Stadium. Legon Stadium. Even the university, don't even use You can't even finish the grass. How do you finish doing it? Pajo, KNUSD. The work up qualifier. Ah, but the pitch they just pitch, we are talking about. no, it. no, no it's
4: not no, it's, it's not the, pit not pit the pitch what do they need well, the
10: facilities, they have, facilities? To like the dressing dressing have to rooms, be dressing rooms proper dressing have a doping,
4: center. doping <laughs> center media stands have to be world class everything has to be on point point. Oh. and the issue is that as we are here Ghana we don't have a stadium does not have a FIFA or CAF approved venue uh, to uh, play uh, a world uh, cup against Nigeria fire, home. we don't care no Bernard you see we spend but money football on football. Has been in a state of disrepair for you. It's not. It's not. But Bernard, this is not just about football. What is it about? It's about the facilities. It's about sports administration. And we know it's not being good. And called. the poor state of it. Are you surprised? No. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just. Yeah, I I'm saying just saying that. Yes, the chickens we, have come home to roost. Uh-huh. They have always been home roosting. They <laughs> have <laughs> always been home roosting. They haven't <laughs> gone anywhere. The chickens. They haven't gone anywhere. So my point is that. So why are you surprised? Why are you? Why are you? Even... Because you see, these things highlight when it's, it's, uh, you have. A big game like that. Normally we keep it local. Now we've made it international. The Nigerians are busy making fun of us. You so saw catch this video yesterday. Mm-hmm. If you go on the James timeline, the BBC's John Bennett is saying he's in limbo because they have the BBC has to plan where to go to cover the game. But at, you don't you have to plan. at the moment. They, no, I'm just saying they don't know whether to go to Benin. Or Morocco. Morocco. They or they're coming to Accra. They should wait for CAF to decide. Yeah, but it does it should not have happened, Bernard. Well it's good it's happened. So that our, poor, our, Bernard, our, our poor planning is exposed Bernard,
10: to Bernard the world. Go to will this. Happen. We'll play the game the and attention forget. will be on whether we, we qualified it. or not. We'll come back to this. The grounds or the facilities would not the be The point I'm making is Bernard. We spent two hundred million dollars. Two
4: hundred million dollars. On these stadiums I just mentioned, when? in 2008, mm. from 2008, yes, but we hosted a tournament. As no, Bernard, maintenance and we're well. dead. Bernard, in 2018, do you know where the woman, the women's afghan was held? I don't know. Ghana, 2018. Okay, we rebuilt, we we refurbished Dakar the Accra. The Accra sports Stadium for it. So four so, years so later, done well. no, but
10: four years later, the stadium the state, is not the state of is the not state qualified it to host the World Cup like qualifier. That was touched four years ago.
6: I'm trying to understand your angst. You are saying that with all the resources spent on the stadium and the fact that we had a recent tournament, our stadium should not be in the. It state. should
4: not be in the state that it is in. Who's to be blamed? Who else? Who runs the facilities? In the sports state. authority, sports authority, and government. So who runs the facilities? This is not about football. This is about. Poor administration. <coughs> What's the worst that could happen?
17: Oh, the qualifier. We play elsewhere. We play I, don't elsewhere. I don't think that will
4: happen. The first leg. I don't think that will happen. Eventually, we will get them to settle on a venue. I don't think they will send most probably away. Kumasi. Most probably Kumasi. Most probably Kumasi. But the point I'm making is, we should not have come to this where we become the laughing stock. Where Ghana, nine days to a World Cup <coughs> qualifier or so, is looking for a stadium to play in. A country that's a country that is willing to spend twenty-five million dollars on winning an AFCON and a World Cup, but does not have a place to play football. But sense. somebody sits back and says, Let us find twenty-five million to spend on two tournaments. You think yeah, about it. it. it doesn't does sense. it make sense to you? It doesn't. How, the, par- how, the parties are all wrong. How, how how do you develop sports like this? It's always been about the instant gratification. I've made this point. Look, and I'll make the call on the president again. We are not saying that give us people who know sports to run sports. It will help. Okay? But at least give us people who listen. But this
6: problem that you've just discussed is not... It's almost like systemic. It's been there for a long time. No, Bernard, you see? Oh, The state of our stadia and that Nobody kind of thing.
4: Nobody wants to do the work. Because we ha- the NSA is perhaps the most political really <laughs> institution outside of a political party yeah. <laughs> i'm telling you national sports authority, national sports authority. Oh, wow. the nsa where the communications office can close at 11 am and they'll tell you that the person who runs it is attending a party function wow that's nsa
10: at the former NSA spokesperson, you I saw some party
4: posters. We on. need to do the job well. Let me say this. Professor Tumisi has been atrocious. As what, what, his, what is his job? He's a biochemist or something at Tech. Yeah. And he's the head of, the National, the, head Post of the National Sports Authority. He does not know what he's about. So, so let me clear. you think we should blame the NSA for the lack of But readiness. of course,
10: but they the run the, it. The NNC, L-
4: L- L- uh, 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 our own Bright Simmons did a study. Mm-hmm. We've spent $200 million dollars on a stadium mm. that has given us five million dollars in revenue serious serious hey have you been to the stadium where that you've used the electronic ticket marker before you no we just who, no we just open the gate and we go but we have it who uses it The dakraspur stadium has vip boxes host, mm. like hospitality boxes have you sat in one before we only used it for can 2008 yeah, i'm not a vip now i use the stadium a lot they've turned it into offices the vip boxes and office yeah the hospitality boxes like normally if you go to like yeah, uh, a big team a in big europe, europe the places where you spend thousands of dollars They'll just, you just get to get access eat. food everything yeah it's people's offices. people's offices sports authority people offices they have large offices they're so, just wasting the space so my question is why should we
6: care because it's almost like we are tired of the sports bad news. The team yeah, is not we doing well. We should care because we, the, like, you it's see, like yeah, better, we are tired of this whole. Better, like, let's we'll, talk about something. Yeah, or but something. yeah, but
4: we will get there. But the point I'm making is, we should care because every now and again we come up with this false notion that oh, Ghana is a sports-loving nation. Mm. Yeah, and, we, and yeah, we love sports. You, you do. Where do you do the sports? We, we watch it on TV. What do you do? that We love sports. The facilities. The facilities. Because you can't I love sports without worrying myself with N S T. What what does the Bible say about what you love? I don't know what you're asking. You me. see, what you love. My you point is that in.
3: this,
6: your your your. I get your. Unless you're saying, for example, that because of all that is happening, there's going to be more people who are going to be poor. There's going to be a missed opportunity. The but but that, is going to go down. That
4: that goes without saying. That goes But it that seems saying as if the sports fraternity is a cabal or we, some kind of no, people who are still, only enriching themselves. See, because, Bernard, I do not know any country that spends $200 million on facilities and treats them like... And, and treats it like, oh, it's for recreation. I do not know any. And that is how we have treated it. Mm. $200 million? Mm. And they are going to spend more money? All I'm saying is... The reason why I'm upset is I know once we figure out a venue for the game, like Nathan said, we'll forget it. We finally found the venue. Yay! yay. Mm. Esipon is rotting away. Mm. We'll, uh, in Esipon's current state, Bernard, unless we demolish it. But how... So where do the Ghana Premier League teams play? Because you are telling me that we don't have a, a stadium... Say, ben, that, hold on. You're saying we don't have a
6: stadium that's fit enough to host Ghana versus Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Yet we have At the 18
4: moment. teams mm-hmm. that play every week. Mm. So where are they playing? They are playing in places that are not fit to be football pitches. And but then we are endangering their lives. Then yes, but that is what we have.
6: So how come they are? That That's is the question How come I'm coming? How come CAF allows our
4: local teams to play on those pitches that not because, to play? because club licensing rules are localized. So the checkpoints for a local game is not the checkpoints for a World Cup qualifier. But how come when Hearts were playing with the Algerians, they came to play here? But they came to inspect the pitch. They so came to inspect so so the stand up For like a CAF. Champions League or CAF Confederations is different. Mm, it's that? different. There are different standards. A World Cup, the for a World Cup qualifier, yes. Wem, Wembley and a Sports Stadium, same marker.
6: Ah, so, so I get it now. So CAF could not
4: compromise. You cannot. Wow. You see, and it's also, be, and that is why when Nigeria, Ni, it was Nigeria who caused this because Nigeria saw the photos of the Cape Coast
10: yeah, Sports
4: Stadium doing... when we doing the match pass, and then the photos of the nsa trying to change public perception that they were working to regrow their grass quickly and nigeria said oh no 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 we are not coming to play on this so you have to come and investigate come and check and they said no you, we cannot allow you to come and play on this because nigeria would have planned already they have an itinerary that we will land on ghana on this day we will do this then you have broadcasting because the game is going to be telecast so the tv company also needs to come and know that okay these are our angles so all these things require time mm-hmm. it's not something you can do in, within three or four days that is why it was important i know it's a pet peeve and i've taken a bit of your time but no I'm no gonna, it's a, an important topic you see l- let's do this right okay let's do this right The sports minister again i, know, I've, I keep saying i'll mention his name uh, uh, he should do the job well he looks like a nice man Benjamin, me, yeah. Oh, it's okay. Go he first. can't do the job. Oh,
10: God. Oh, <laughs> me.
4: Oh
6: Lord, Ghana doesn't have a pitch to host Nigeria for a World Cup qualifier in ten days. Amazing stuff. Okay, we'll be talking other things. But over the past two decades, Ashesi University has been educating ethical entrepreneurial leaders through high-impact experiential education. The university is now recognized as one of Africa's best with the bold vision to raise the bar for higher education on the continent. Our graduates are considered among the world's best and receive job offers, start businesses on graduate school within six months of graduation. As Ashesi celebrates 20 years of impact and excellence, learn more about us at ashesi.edu.gh. Ashesi University, 20 years of educating ethical and entrepreneurial leaders in Africa. Remember, admissions are ongoing. I have a question for you. When was the last time you dewormed? <laughs> <laughs> Who did you know me? Here? <laughs> the little worms. The next 18th Starwin PLC uh-huh. is inviting individual organizations, schools and associations to join its flagship program. The national deworming campaign mm-hmm. this and every quarter. This is important. Deworm with Alazul 400 milligram or Minazul 500 milligram. Mention it again. It it again. 400 uh-huh. or Minazol 500. Nice. It will reduce the prevalence of worms infestations in the body. You may call or WhatsApp 0592504500 to place orders for dewormers and we will deliver them to you. The National Deworming Campaign, a nation deworm. Danex Ayrton, caring for
2: life.
6: And if you are an artist, an up and coming one of course, or an established one, Republic Bank has some great, great opportunities for you. It's called the Art of Banking Competition showcase your creativity, you can win up to 2,000 USD, you can also have your art piece placed in a Republic Bank space across the world. We have 4 themes we are working with to represent 4 of our accounts. The first theme is called From Young, the second one is Out in the World. the third one is Finally Home and then Freedom Through Tech. These themes represent 4 various accounts. Send your art piece to RepublicPromotions.com or go to RepublicGhana.com for more details. We want you to create a piece around these themes and win a great prize. So I have a question for you. Yes. When does a, a problem result from just the way life works? To when it becomes a systemic <coughs> ailment, and I'm using—I'll I'll come back to your thing. I'm using Manchester United as an example. So <laughs> I, no, 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 no. Just give me two seconds. I'm developing the point. So yesterday, as I'm I was ironing for in the evening, I was watching the analysis of the Man U game, <laughs> yeah. and I had three former Man U players, basically refusing to discuss the game. Yeah. So Atletico Madrid beat Man U one 0 and they were talking about Say, Alex Ferguson. Since he left Man United, the club has declined. There's no structure. <laughs> There's no leadership. The players are not stepping up. And we basically just decided that it wasn't a question of one team meeting another team. They were talking about how this was a decline of a great institution and there was whatever. I'm asking because even with the discussion we're having about the stadia, mm. couldn't it just be a mishap? Why do we have to situate a problem within a broader context of its long-term implication? Okay, mm-hmm. So you could say, man, you met Atletico Madrid. 11 not against 11. They lost to a better team. Yeah. I mean, Ajax lost to uh, Benfica. Benfica. They didn't have a discussion about the structure of Ajax oh, no. and why Ajax is destroying whatever. Why That's do we true. have to situate some of these problems with this car? So, we don't have a stadium ready. We'll get commands ready before time. Well, stuff happens. Let's just move on. Why does it have to be a discussion around, oh, we have a sports authority. We are not serious. The Football Association. We because... Are in, just, why, why do you have to situate because, that some of,
4: because some of those situations you can predict... It and prevent it a okay. month ago. Mm-hmm. Nathan Carl sat here and told you that give him one month when you come back, you after the Independence Day, we'll have a conversation about where we'll play football. Um, he <laughs> was well, prophetic gift. <laughs> Nathan <laughs> sat here and told you that Bernard, don't talk, just wait and let us go and march in Cape Coast. And then after we finish marching, you will see something. You see, so it's, it's evidence of that, what
10: you see, it's <laughs> evidence of not planning properly. You know, you have a World Cup qualifier in March. How then are you adding an independence day celebration to that plan by saying that we will go and march on the same pitch? So where sh- sh- like, So what of the independence? It's not like you are going to march on the track, so... on that same place. Yeah, but
6: independence celebration? Ah,
10: y- that is how you plan. So you plan? <laughs> no, I'm asking you. I don't you know? So in where? December, to, because to, to it's get too hard, I'm to, I'm to waste the thing. we do it. Relax. So so we find uh, out. Is
9: the World Cup bigger than our independence? No, celebration. it is not. But here we are. What are you talking about? But here
10: we are. Well, it is we, not. We are here. <laughs> but here we are. We have yeah. become an example on Dana the African the star of continent. Africa
9: is celebrating its independence. as At Cape Coast because we have a rotation. And you say because of World Cup qualifier.
4: No. no but you see. No, we should no, have planned
10: properly.
9: If if you plan you plan it, on. It, no.
4: But the thing is, if you plan properly, even if you plan properly, you want to use the, the pitch. There are covers that you put on the pitch. Yes. So that you don't worry the pitch. We've seen global events held on pitches all the time. Yeah. World Cup finals, don't they do closing ceremony? Yeah. Where do they do it? It's not on the pitch. Yeah. Can you tell me that we can do a World Cup closing ceremony on the pitch and play football after it? The ball won't move. The ball will not move.
6: So you are saying that... We but, shouldn't treat this as an isolated case. No. This is another evidence of general mismanagement in the sports sector.
4: No, Bernard. Bernard, Bernard is, is it, but I'm just saying, why is why the Sipon the, the Sports Stadium yeah. was built with hotels attached to it mm-hmm. have you slept in that hotel before i didn't know there was a hotel attached. you will not know but Nataka. they have slept the only ones <laughs> <laughs> you travel have you i, I want you to go so to what I go the, the, the hotels room. the hotels are please, not
6: please, there please,
4: they are not functioning i ne- they were never used please but so, sorry
6: were they built yes oh. to be run by who the nsa but does nsa
4: have hotels? Yes. no you don't get it. it was supposed to generate revenue as well so, there were hotels built as part well of the
9: stadium. Yes. The NSE doesn't necessarily have to run the hotel. Did they, they give it can, it anybody to run? They, no, they it can, could have
4: given uh, it to concessionaires.
9: My to question is, but were they, they actually built physically?
4: The things are there. The facility is there. But were they operated? No. Why? Because point. But I just asked you. The hospitality boxes at the Akraspo Stadium, the last time we used the hospitality boxes as hospitality boxes, I recall Standard Bank used to ra- own some of those boxes at the time. I don't know whether you have been invited to sit in the hospitality box at a do stadium before. So, so, w- what are you saying? Those are the things that are supposed to generate the revenue to run, in addition to what government gives the facilities. So, let me ask you:
6: What do managers of sport gain by mismanaging the sector? Because obviously they have to. Because
4: I mean, you are making it. You are saying basically that there is almost like a vested interest in making sure our sports doesn't do well. There's there's a vested interest in uh, we, what we have done is to send the wrong people to our sports sector time and time and time again there's a lot of why, talk. Do, why do we do that i don't know there's a lot of is talk. it that we don't understand this value perhaps
6: because if you but just, but when you think about what inkruma did with sports and you see what he did with his first sports ministers and how he took the black stars so seriously how he formed the republicans if you listen to ken bediako and yeah. stuff like for coming kuma sports was such a major uh, tool for Ghana's position in the world for national psyche so, it wasn't even the business of sports. It was using sports as a tool for diplomacy and things.
4: Yeah, but here we are. So, wh- what, where did we go? I'll, wrong? I'll give you two examples quickly before the, the, the comes in. If we do this correctly, like I explained to you, there is no way we are here today and Kujos region, the Bono region, Bono not does not have a proper stadium. Still? Still! The,
9: the we have best coronation parkers, you know. And then the BCM Chelsea Park no.
4: Or oh, say I in a proper stadium. In terms oh, of what st- no, the, 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 the per capita production Reg- of sports footballers from BA, Bernard, <laughs> the BNU region has the most football teams. Not just players, not teams. just players. Including
9: in- brookum Chelsea and brookum Arsenal.
4: If you one premier. Yes. Bernard. Uh, you uh, have uh, the uh, most uh, teams. Could you calm down? It's not yeah You understand? We should not have that. Now MPP promised to build a stadium in a dubno dubiasi. NDC promised to build a stadium in New Dubiasi. Both of them have started projects at different sites oh. and have spent 1.5 million on at different at sites at different sites. How big is New Dubiasi? You tell me how big is it? Are you serious? I'm telling you, no, nobody has made progress on the stadium they are building. So NDC started their own, they, left they left it to started their own. It's there.
10: And it features in everybody's campaign document.
4: That will build a stadium at New Dubiasi. What is there? Charlie. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Wow. Oh wow.
6: Anyway, so it's a minute past nine, a past eight. Let's get into tech and social media trends brought to you by Cal Bank. The world is run by women, and the Cal Bank Women Banking helps them do this. At Cal Bank, we're committed to building a world where women thrive, where we where women run businesses grow. If you're a woman in business, then partner Cal Bank Women Banking today. Let's help you build capacity, network with other female entrepreneurs, access finance and uh, get global markets for your business contact us via wbu at carbank.net or chat with us online on any of our social media platforms carbank forward together segment is also brought to you by vodafone don't forget from first october last year all sim cars in ghana must be registered and we're doing that It must be done only with a Ghana Card. If you don't have your Ghana Card yet, contact your nearest NI office to get yours now. Failure to register your SIM will mean that you will not be able to make voice calls, use mobile money service, internet, and any other service linked to your SIM card. To register, dial star 404 hash, follow the prompts, note that you'll be required to send the following details on your Ghana Card. Is your pin number, your surname, your first name, date of birth and gender.
2: Call 800
6: 110 or SMS 655 on Vodafone for more information. Daniel Kranting is here with The Trends. Good morning, Daniel.
21: Good morning, Bernard. Uh, we'll start off with the stadium matter. Um, Amokachi Amokachi a former Nigerian striker. He was training yesterday. Ah. Um, he took a video at the Abuja International Stadium. <laughs> um, Saying that Nigeria were ready and then took a shot at Ghana, uh, saying we are still looking for the venue for the game. (laughs) Uh, Yesterday, (laughs) Cape Coast was rejected by FIFA, but by R is still under review, so we'll know the progress of that uh, today. I think today, yeah, we know the progress of that today. So, Mm -hmm. fingers crossed, if not, we'll forget by next week. (laughs) If not, uh, the game, our first leg game, our home game may be moved away from Ghana. Hmm. So, um, fingers crossed. Um, Also in the trends, uh, Samolinkum, he was training yesterday. Um, Early in the morning yesterday, um, he was spotted in training with Hearts of Folk. So that generated uh, a lot of conversation. And then, uh, just about 5 p.m. there, um, some quotes emerged on social media attributed to him where he was saying, uh, essentially, um, Kotoko fans should blame their CEO if he doesn't sign for them. Uh, or if he da- yeah, if he doesn't sign for them because their yeah, CEO refused to call him. So that is why he's with Hart to Fook. And that also sparked a um, huge conversation. People were questioning um he must who does he think he is, things like that. And mm-hmm. then um a couple of hours after the, the quotes emerged on social media, he issued um, a release on all his social media platforms saying he didn't grant any interview. And then about two hours after he issued those release, he went on to delete the uh, release on his social media handle. So the conversation is still going on as to uh, where the truth is. Did he really say, did he not? Right now, we're just waiting for the tip uh, to come out just to cement whether he said it or not. Mm. Um Also in the trends, we all know what happened last night between 8 o'clock and uh, 10 p.m. Uh, Manchester United <laughs> It's hard. (laughs) Not hard, yeah. You knew you were going to lose. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard. Man United were kicked out of the Champions League, as expected. Uh, uh, (laughs) Diego Simeone's uh, Atlético Madrid kicked Man United out of the Champions League. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So it's over. And United now have to focus on top four. Um, Yeah. So all things uh, Man United related were. Trending. Trending giddy, 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 Even the man
6: you are replacing your coach with also was trending in Ten Hag
21: because was he also also out,
6: you nobody was discussing whether Ajax is in meltdown
4: because Ajax is a properly run entity that's where your it's point one comes from mm. it's one of those things mm.
6: okay
21: when I finish finished so you finish, finish.
4: you are giving give me technology news <laughs>
3: This is The City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise.
22: Ababa oh, not this way.
5: Not this way. Not this way. Not this way
6: coming up shortly i interview with mesa for a greek the honorable dr owusu efriya koto and uh, we'll be discussing the sector he oversees the state of the uh, economy and other issues he's an economist by the way yeah, so he will be talking about all those things but what better way to make the most of your easter break than visit than with a vacation to the southern tip of africa mm-hmm. south africa invites you to our sunny shores to rediscover yourself mm. while exploring our breathtakingly rich landscapes Visiting South Africa means you get to experience a magnificent climate, diverse range of foods, world-class beaches, as well as our many tourist sites. Come journey with us for an unforgettable golden experience. Go to southafrica.net to find their travel packages. And getting insurance has never been more exciting from January to March, Prime Insurance is rewarding new and existing customers across the country with valuable rewards worth over half a million CDs. Sign up, renew upgrade your motor, homeowners, commercial, fire or allied payroll policies with Prime and get a juicy reward in the Prime Deer promo. Visit any Prime Insurance agent across the country hey. and sign up or call 0302-229-062 yeah. or 208 216 Or go to Prime Insurance Ghana on Facebook <laughs> Instagram for more information. Prime Insurance, rest assured you're insured. Hey. And for anyone looking to do more and embark on a life of adventure, this is the SUV for you. The distinctive front grille is dominant dominated by the iconic mg logo the led daytime running lights are smart and provide great visibility and the electronically adjustable wing mirrors will provide you with the clarity of vehicles behind you We also have a panoramic sunroof leather seats and a leather interior we're talking about the new mg rx5 deluxe starting price two thirty two thousand. call 0202 or go to mgmotogana.com. showrooms are Accra, kumasi and takrade follow us on social media as well mg auto trading authorized dealer for mg and the uh, surf lines one year bundle gives you that unforgettable feeling of security well, you're keeping tabs on family on the go, staying busy with your favorite back to back online meetings or downloading great movies. You can relax knowing that once you load, you have the data for a whole year. You also enjoy 12 months' data connection for every 11 months' purchase with a device, backup, and a dedicated VIP manager. Go to selflinegh.com or dial star 718 star 77 as you sign up today. Quick comments on the state of the stadia. <laughs>
4: Before, before we get to the state of Agrik. yes, <laughs> yeah. quick ones. Okay. Uh, this one says, uh, all right. um, uh, go it, help me out here.
10: Tony Kumar Boateng, he sent this one. He says, TNA Park is being rehabbed here in Takwa at a cost of $60 million by GoFields Ghana mm. after it uh, will be handed over to the sports authorities and it will return to its former state in five years. Mark my words. He says, that's how we are. Aguze says, um, the grass in front of the Jubilee House which doesn't generate any income is watered every morning, but the stadium which has the potential to generate jobs and income has been left to rot. I cry in my bed. We are simply not serious. Mm-hmm. This was, I think the Addis uh, Stadium was available for the celebration of uh, anniversary. That's why the Farmers' Day was held last December, mm. Kenny Ebri. Tama says, Independence Day celebration has most of the time been held on the pitch at St. Augustine's College. Why couldn't it be done. We have a problem at the very top of leadership. Sir Bless in Tema Newtown says FIFA should just disqualify Ghana because we won't do anything better should we qualify. Oh, that's he that. says being a Ghanaian and a Man United fan is suffocating. <laughs> 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 Who sent you? Who sent Sana you? from Madina says don't you guys think the reason why Godfrey is proffering all of this that we shouldn't qualify and go to the World Cup and waste money? As for me I strongly wish we will not qualify. We will
18: qualify, we will oh, qualify. Uh, there's one,
10: there's one. I like this one. Uh, this one says, Bernard, Elwak looks, l- looks like a children's playground. Mm-hmm. Cape Coast Stadium, we knew we had a big game, but we still went ahead and had the marching or not. Babaya our dressing rooms look like World War II bunkers. Oh
4: lord. Very posty.
10: <laughs> Tamale says the toilets are overflowing. Okay, Tamale, the toilets are overflowing. The grass, the grass is dry and it can easily catch fire.
4: Overgrown too. I yeah. saw it yesterday.
10: Yeah. A sipon, don't mention it. This should tell you that we don't have thinkers.
4: So all the but stadia are
6: not appropriate. Charlie. We'll come back to this later on. It's nice. Now time to talk about food. <laughs> My guest is already seated. We'll be speaking to him on the sector he oversees, on the state of agri-state of the economy, state of Ghana, state of the party that he is a member of. Happen to be a, a, in the agri sector in the value chain. It's been nice to send a comment as the minister uh, speaks to us. He's been traveling around the country, he's been busy doing many, many things. What do you make of the sector that you're part of? We've spoken to quite a number of people in the value chain. Send us a WhatsApp on 054 998 6996. Our guest is Dr. Uh, Akoto, the honorable. A couple of things you may not know about him so he did his bachelor's in agriculture he also has an msc and a phd in agri economics this is from cambridge of all places he worked as an economist senior economist principal economist and chief economic advisor of a period of 18 years at the international coffee organization in london he's also worked as a consultant to the world bank and the united nations on soft commodities so we're talking cocoa coffee and sugar and this was over a period of over 22 years or over 12 years 95 to 2007 as well and then of course in 2008 he entered parliament where he spent two terms mp for kuadaso a place kojo is very familiar with Kwadasu in ashanti and he was mp for two terms. he was also deputy ranking member and subsequently the substantive ranking member for the committee on food agriculture and cocoa affairs and he was appointed minister of agriculture in 2017 he introduced the Planting for Food and Jobs, which was seen as a flagship program. And he was maintained because in 2021, it was one of the first names on the list of ministers to be maintained. And uh, he is here with us. I need to also say that as I traveled around the country last week, from Accra to Cape Coast to Atuabo to Sunyai, through Memgoso, Kenya, Se, went all the way through to wenchi and then i drove through bamboi got to Bali, turned on the fufusu solar road hit solar entered up in tamale went to all the way to boga and paga i couldn't help but notice his posters are around as well so he's quite visible in the country as well and we'll be talking to him i'm here with kojo as well and for those of you watching on television thank you for joining us honorable doctor welcome to the show good morning thank you very much how
12: are you doing I'm doing extremely well. Amazing. How is the sector that you oversee? Se- sector is bubbling with life.
6: <laughs> <laughs> how do you assess that? Uh, how do you get to know what's going on? Do you have like, um, daily reports? Is it the, your field workers? Because se- your sector is such a huge
12: sector. So how do you keep a pulse on the agri-sector? We have a lot of workers around the country. hmm At the headquarters, we have 13 Mm directorates. Then in the regions, we have the directories, the regional directories. Every district has a district director of agriculture. Mm -hmm. Under him, there are loads of extension officers who are working shoulder to shoulder with the farmers on the application of modern technology. So it's it's, uh, Hydra like arrangement where we are everywhere in this country. Mm. Some of the workers, apart from those working with the farmers, are also collecting data on the major markets, on prices, wholesale prices, of uh, food uh, stuff, uh, and all that. In addition to that, of course, the ministry is a servicing ministry for the great cocoa industry in this country. So we have a lot on our hands. Mm and we don't just sit in the office we are out in the field most of the time myself a part of the reports which are coming from the field through the direct district regional to headquarters Uh, we also do of course uh, the policy uh, from the headquarters we have a close relationship with the ministry of local government because the district chief executives and the district assemblies are very major stakeholders in the agriculture space. We also have very close links with the Ministry of Trade and Industry because of agro-processing and all that. So mm. it's uh, a heavily loaded ministry. It's if a huge undertaking. If if you are a lazy man, you don't go there.
6: So okay. what 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 was the objective that you set for yourself when you were appointed in 2017? <coughs> because you've been repeated. So for the past five years, I think, what
12: is the... The objective is very clear. Mm -hmm. See, I sat in Parliament in opposition, Mm -hmm. watching the NDC manage the agricultural sector. Mm -hmm. And if you may recall, I wasn't quiet about the disappointment I felt about the way Mm. they were handling agriculture. Agriculture was going down. Mm -hmm. The rate of growth was going down. Amounts of money allocated in the budgets were going down. uh, Yields, everything, you know. So uh, before then, of course... I myself, I'm a farmer, I have, I mean, people don't know, but I'm one of the biggest farmers in Ghana, very quietly, uh, working away on my plantations and all that. So I have first-hand knowledge, and of course, the area that academically I've been involved in is agriculture. So my career, everything is, is agriculture. So it was a big lesson for me, like going to school, sitting in parliament, in charge of agriculture for the opposition and I knew exactly what I would do if God gave the chance to me and he did. The president appointed me to the position and I knew exactly what I wanted to do. What I wanted to do was to focus on smallholder agriculture, smallholders who up to now produce about 90% of total agricultural output.
2: Mm -hmm.
12: Help them to increase their productivity because their productivity was one of the lowest in, in the world. In fact, even by West African standards, our yields were very low and all that. Mm-hmm. So hence the planting for food and jobs, which I brought on the scene. Even before I saw my oath in parliament, I would announced it at Legon at a New Year school in 2017. So I knew exactly where I wanted to go. And I've been on that road since in the last five years. How do you assess that program yourself? The program has been extremely successful. Extremely? Yes. It's changed, first of all, psychologically. It's changed the attitude of people of Ghana towards agriculture. Mm. It's demonstrated that if you are an individual, you have money, you go into agriculture, you can make more money.
2: Mm
12: -hmm. It, It says that... If agriculture is your lifeline, it's not just you feeding yourself, but you can make a surplus money to take care of your family, to make them comfortable and all that. So the youth and a lot of uh, now business people, middle class people, are, are now going into agriculture. And I think with that, I've achieved my objective of demonstrating that it's not just villagers or illiterates who do it, but that it is something for the future of this country. So if you look at the modules that I've produced, in the, the five modules, it takes care of everything. The tree crop uh, module, where we are trying to diversify from cocoa to other tree crops to give us a lot of foreign exchange. Uh, the food security, uh, we're talking about grains and, and so on, increasing yields and production. We're talking about livestock, which is raring for food and jobs. We're talking about mechanization, <laughs> vegetables uh, greenhouses all these are all part of the components of what we call planting for food and jobs and in each of the areas i'm very happy with the success that is your
6: success are you saying it was successful and it still is because if you ask some people about the state of agriculture now they would say that things have gone south if you look for example food inflation over the past year If the objective of planting for food and jobs for food security, of which food availability, food access is one of it, then you could say that if you look at the recent trend in food prices, that's a serious dent on the claim that PSG has been extremely successful. It it is not.
12: Let let me explain to you. You see, food is bulky. High transportation Mm costs. So if anything happens on the world market to oil prices you have a hit on food prices. If anything happens to major chemical inputs on, on uh, for, uh, farming, uh, fertilizers and so on, you have a hit. But these are not just for specifically for food, it's for everything. So like in, in America, for the first time, you have inflation hitting 7.3%. In Ghana, you, we announced last week or so said the uh, Ministry of Finance, that we have a situation where inflation is gone back to fifteen point seven percent, and it's not only in Ghana, Nigeria, Cote d'Ivoire, everywhere. So it's a global phenomenon. That doesn't mean that our, our programs are not successful. Farmers have demonstrated that if you give them the little help, they'll run with it, and that uh, vitality. Is very much with us, and it's actually increasing. I mean, people, the kind of uh, inquiries that we are getting at the ministry now, you'll be amazed uh, from all kinds of angles, from those abroad, uh, those uh, lo- local people, those in the other businesses and so on, all are flocking into agriculture because they, they've seen that with what we have done is opening up huge opportunities. And not only that, you see, we put it on a certain level and that level is sustainable only if we we concentrate on the value chain, other otherwise turning the raw material the farmers are producing into industrial products, packaging, and all those things, branding, and all those things to try and get additional value. Okay. So let's press the, Let's press all.
6: this a bit. I get your point when you say even from a psychological point, the way people feel about farming has changed. I'll give you that. Mm -hmm. You're also talking about productivity and yields. I cannot argue with that. Mm -hmm. But there are a couple of other points people raise when we talk about the objectives of a big policy like PFJ, when Mm -hmm. you look at the amount of input. So let me give you like three. Mm -hmm. So on the inflation point, I wasn't just saying right now, if you look at inflation time series for say the past two and a half years, Mm -hmm. food inflation has trended upwards. It came down early 2021 and started trending up very, very fast. Mm-hmm. Now it's at 17.4% mm-hmm. from a low of 5.4% in May last year. That is point number one. Point number two, one of the objectives of a policy like PFJ should be import substitution. Yes. So when you produce a lot more food, particularly the grains, mm-hmm. your imports of certain items should be coming down. There is a concern that rice importation is not coming down as quickly as we see And here that rice production is going up. So the import substitution side is a second issue. Third issue, if you permit me, there was a recent study about food security and Ghana's position on the food security index when you compare 2016 to 2021 has actually fallen. Now, that cannot be the state of a country which is doing well with food production. And if you permit me, I'll actually read the accept of that report for you to make the point so this is um, a recent report which was put out by um, the economics intelligence unit ghana's decline in food security index just give me two paragraphs ghana declined from 78 position in 2016 to 82nd position in 2021 on the global food security index published by the eiu The GFSI considers the issues of food affordability, availability, quality, and safety. And it looks at 113 countries. Then they talk about what the index is. Now, in 2016, Ghana was 76. This was before you took over. 2021, last year, we went to 82. So we can question your claim that PFG has been extremely successful in the face of these three pieces of evidence.
12: (laughs) The thing is that the studies you are quoting, I don't have access to them. I don't, I don't have it. So I cannot really challenge what you are saying. And if I cannot challenge it, it doesn't mean that what they are saying is a reflection of reality on the ground. There's no organization in the world that has more observers on, in the field than Ministry of Food and Agriculture. If you are quoting from the ministry... Of food and agriculture then I will have a basis on which to challenge you but you see this is being very selective they're talking about a whole sector of the economy huge sector of the economy if you choose and pick specific areas and say oh this person has done this study and I don't even know the basis of that study and you expect me to comment I cannot comment all what I know is the data coming into me from my my people in the field and I'm saying that on the basis of data from the Ministry of Food and Agriculture, this agricultural economy is doing very well. But
6: I also gave you food inflation figures, which is from the statistical yeah, service. This, this, so that's not from...
12: No, that, that one I'm saying that there are factors. You're talking about food prices in the markets, not at the farm gate. If you're talking about food prices at the farm gate, then it's a different situation. Cost of production is a major determinant of prices at the farm gate. Transport is a major determination determinant of prices in the uh, markets, in the retail uh, areas mm-hmm. and wholesale areas. And those have admitted that we don't have any control. Last year, in January, we had a situation where World well, price of oil was $50. It went as high as $131, and it's just come down to around $100. We have no control. Fertilizer prices, urea, was $350 per mm. metric ton landed at the port of Tema only 18 months ago. It went as high as $1,200. Now, I don't, know if, I don't even know where it is, with the, uh, what is happening in Ukraine so these are factors that are beyond us but it doesn't mean that because the prices have gone up farmers have given up on the use of them of these uh, items the essence of subsidizing fertilizer and seed was a very demonstrative that the farmers were encouraged to apply these technical impulses and that they will see a change in their lifestyle in their lives in terms of the productivity high production and so on using what i call the same sweat that so let me get this straight
6: is the pfj focused purely on production should it not include the storage for example so that if you have an excess of say maize you would have silos to keep them so that when there is a lean season or when something happens there will still be grains available or is it just a production based policy
12: is production based first of all to increase productivity on-farm because Ghana has one of the lowest yields on earth. And that we've managed to achieve. Before we came, on average, Ghanaian farmers were applying 8 kilograms of fertilizer per hectare. hectare Yes. Okay. 8 kilograms per hectare. Wow. The world average is 130 Okay. You go to China, it's 300 kilograms per hectare. The ECOWAS average target is 50 kilograms per hectare. The Ghanaian was doing only 8. We've managed through planting of, for food and jobs to increase it to 25 as we speak, which is still ha- only half of the ECOWAS heads of state average of seven. So we still have a long way to go. In addition to that, improved SEAS ap- application 2017 we were able to distribute only 4,400 improved uh, grain seeds to farmers. Last year, we did nearly 40,000 metric tons. I mean, you cannot tell me that you infuse such huge amounts of resources into farming and you, go, you get nothing. And then somebody says in London at the Internet uh, Economic Intelligence Unit, oh, uh, they failed. No.
6: No, but he's talking about food security <laughs> yeah, as a holistic concept, not just yeah, yeah, increasing production in a year or two.
12: No, no, but there's that, a point I'm making to you, that all this has been financed by the Ghanaian taxpayer, you and me, to subsidize the farmer, to encourage him to apply fertilizer and improve seed. And the results have been fantastic. Which is why
6: the results should be sustainable.
12: Yes, of course it is sustainable. But we are just beginning the journey. As I told you, we from 8 kilograms per hectare of fertilizer, we've now 25 kilograms per hectare. And the 25 is only half of what the was target of 50. So we are very far away from the end of the journey.
6: Yeah, but the question is that is I understand the input side of the equation. You're increasing fertilizer. You want to improve yields, yeah. but I'm still going back to what is the objective of the policy? The policy's objective is not just to increase the production, no, no. but to make food available and affordable. Yeah. So, was the policy? Did the policy contemplate on it's, silos and storage?
12: It's, it's the policy, not worse. So yes. Yeah, so, so 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 did so, the, 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 the policy contemplate those? Because of if course it, we did. At the moment, we've uh, we've uh, we built eighty. One thousand metric ton warehouses around the country, okay when we came in, the total amount of fertilizer of, of warehouse space at the ministry was only thirty four thousand metric tons. We managed to convince our colleagues in, in cabinet to let us build eighty warehouses, eighty thousand they just last year early late last year been handed over to me eighty thousand. One thousand unit warehouses around the country for storage so, of what? Of course, for storage for grains.
6: So, do you know how much re- a maize, for example, we have in stock? No, no, stock no, no. We
12: haven't, we haven't. gotten there. That's what I'm saying. But, but if we produce and no, no, we have there, wait, 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 please.
19: Or where are we gotten to? Then
12: let me explain to you. Let's 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 take our time. Let me explain to you. I told you we've just been we just taken over mm-hmm. the these warehouses. Okay and I can take you around the country to see for yourself exactly what I'm talking about. So very much we had in mind infrastructure as part of the management of the surpluses coming. We anticipated that. That's why we were able to build in four years 80, metric ton units. It's now the time to manage these warehouses. So we are now in the process of going to cabinet for the creation of the Grains Development Authority. So you need to have an, uh, an institution to manage these things. You cannot just leave it to individuals. So the Grain Development Authority is now going to take over these warehouses to manage in terms of buying surpluses during the harvesting season, store them and release them to stakeholders in the dry season when uh, uh, food... So resources. fair enough,
6: I, I have not... I'm not a farmer, so if, if my question is wrong, forgive me. But if you know you're going to increase yields of maize, as an example, mm-hmm. should you not make the storage capacity ready so that once the no, you have a can. bumper harvest of maize, you store it? Because I'm asking because in the past three months, poultry farmers have been complaining about lack of maize.
0: And previously, we no, had no a we lack
12: of maize. they complaining about the price of maize. No, no some lack. say they don't get maize. No, no. But oh, well. But over there, I, there I can even play all those for you. How many of them?
6: Oh, I mean, we have, the Greater Crop Autopharmers Association. No, no, no. Different groups have I called us and said they don't have access. This was even access to maize. They said they couldn't get maize.
12: I'm amazed. So there are two issues. came to us. We show them where to go. So there were two things.
6: There was feed complaints. And then there was maize. And yes, there was also complaint about maize prices. But my question is that if you had a bumper harvest in the previous year of maize, should, is that not where the issue of strategic stock comes in? So that when there's a challenge with production another year, there
12: will be enough maize to go around? Please, Rome was not built in a day. These are things and resources are limited. In management, we, co- we have something we call priorities first thing you're going to build the warehouses and you don't have production what, are, what is the use of it so you have to focus on getting farmers to produce more and once that is working you turn your attention to the infrastructure this is precisely what we are doing it makes a lot of sense
6: but the production is vacillating so if you produce more this year next year you may lose no, so no, if no, you no, don't no, store you what you collect no no
12: so i'm not you may lose Please don't let's. No, but it. I'm saying that what's yes. the let's, po- let's no, no problem. No, no, the evi- no, let's let's focus on, the, on the, the reality. Don't speculate by saying. I'm saying that. You may lose. The, this the, is not the, the, the evidence process. of what
6: the poultry farmers have been saying for the past year suggests that either there wasn't enough maize or they couldn't afford it. That is a fact.
12: They can't afford it.
6: For their feed. That's why the poultry farmers are saying they don't have access to feed. No, they don't they, have access to
12: maize. If they say they don't have access to maize, I will challenge them. Feed and maize are. Uh, of course, are I know. There. It's yes. a component. Yes maize is a component of feed. maize and soya plus some additives mm-hmm. make up feed mm-hmm. so let's get it clear and no, don't let's make no it no we know <laughs> no if you know you wouldn't say maize and feed Be- because it was, know, it was both
9: it, it was both it, i maybe you want me to read the question. I, I think you know, about what bernard is trying to say <laughs> is that um like 2018 from the ministry's research department We produce 637,000 metric tons of maize in the country. And then fast forward... No, no,
12: no, no, no. Please, please. Ghana has... uh, The highest before we came into office, maize production in Ghana was was 1.8 million metric tons. um, We've increased that to 3.1 million tons by 2021. By 2020. Oh, no, so it is uh, not 600,000. This is the document
9: I'm reading from the ministry. I was just trying to build from that Ministry of Food and Agric Operational Performance 2017 2018 yes. PFG. So I was trying to build on that. And, and, and the I,
12: total production is what? Um, is
9: what? According to this, um, it's never
12: 630
9: then, 630. then maybe whoever put the data there put it wrongly. <laughs> um, because this is table four area cultivated and output. And under maize, area cultivated 2018 was 218,000 hectares for output of 637,000 metric tons. I know that around 2020, you said that we're not importing maize because we're producing more maize than we needed. And then in the poultry feed space, we need soya, we need maize. Now, um, what is the current production based on
12: the requirement of the market? You, you get uh, my point. No, uh, I think you are being too technical here. Okay. I mean, you are asking me uh, statistics. I mean, I cannot sit here and give you specifics. Spec- but if you say that Ghana's total production of maize is 600 and something thousand, I will challenge you to that. It's not true. I'm not we saying never, now. We I'm we saying never, in
9: 2018. No, no. It was 637 according no, no. to this MUFA document no, no, I Then
12: it, Then it's a wrong document. You can take it from me. No, no. <laughs> okay, let me read it. I mean, I've been, no in this, let, I've been in this business for decades.
6: You know, he is <laughs> He's quoting, secret. you know, I think for me, I don't even want us to split us over this. <laughs> there are different sources of data. The, the point we are raising about me is, let me read this story to you. This story was just last year. The Ghana Poultry Farmers Association This is July 13, 2021 The Ghana Poultry Farmers Association fears Ghana's poultry industry risk collapse if government fails to swiftly deal with recent challenges of feed for poultry. This comes as poultry farmers across the country currently are faced with scarcity and high cost of maize and other ingredients needed in their industry. Speaking to City Business News on the development, President of the Greater Accra Poultry Farmers Association, Michael Nyakwampim said there is a looming danger if the challenges are not addressed. We do not have the cereals such as maize, soya and wheat brand available to work. So we are having imminent shutdowns and we are seeing and what we are seeing is there's a looming total shutdown. We want to avert this because Gafa alone has about 1775 farmers and we cannot have a situation where people whose businesses are just poultry farming would have their businesses collapse. So this is the the information so was th- the th- this, was,
12: this statement was when this is July 2021, so last year. Okay, so the industry has collapsed by now. I mean, these are these You see, we are in a very comfortable situation. Before 2017, mm-hmm. we were importing food into this country, even plantain from Cote d'Ivoire. Mm. Okay? Now, we are not talking about human consumption of food. We are talking about for animals. We have so much surplus Now, we are talking about animal uh, uh, food. So it, it really shows you, and I'm saying that we have statistics to show, the amount of food that we are exporting to neighboring countries, that has been going up. If we didn't have a surplus, how could we be selling food to our neighbors? That's the question. So if somebody comes in and talks about animal sector production of uh, feed, I accept. in 2020 we, have, we were hit by a massive drought in the forest belt of Ghana, which reduced production of maize and other grains. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And for the first time, every four or five years, we, we have this hit. You go back 50 years, every four or five years, there's a drought. So we've been lucky. we were lucky from 2017 to 2020 when this drought happened. But it was ameliorated by the increased production of planting for food and jobs in the Savannah region. And of course, if you have a sudden drop in, in production, it has to affect prices and, and, and the availability on the market. That is what the farmers were talking about. So it does not affect the body of the policy that we are pursuing. And so it's just picking here and picking there. You lose sight of the overall policy objective that we are following, which is, to transform agriculture in Ghana. And the efforts that this government have made, the amount of resources, money that we have, taxpayers' money, we spent mm. in pursuing that. And the output is very commendable. And everybody who's in this area of agriculture, both international, on the continental, yeah. regional, ECOWAS, acknowledges that Ghana has done exceptionally we, well. And I,
6: I want to point out that we are not questioning the input into the sector or the effort. No, the performance. I think a, lo- a lot of what people are raising, some of the reports I'm reading are talking about the outcomes, yeah. whether that it, it's commensurate with the level of input.
12: Oh, of course. So I if mean, you're putting can, the I fertilizer also, and all these things. I can also give you evidence. I can show you for 24 hours people in the field who are really commending us for what we are doing okay i get so, that yeah. but, but i'm so saying, saying that just I, stay on the no, negative no 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 so these no I'm, no. i'm just making a general point that and nitpick and say oh the, the, these people are quotation no. from this and no that, but you see when when no, I, but, but i, I can can also think also but, give but give when you. i quote
6: um, an eiu report on food security of which you know what food security is which is a component it has many components and you say because you've not seen the report you cannot comment on it of course obviously food security has an objective of an important policy like PFJ should be of concern to you. I
12: am not saying it's not of concern. I'm challenging the basis of that conclusion that he's drawing that Ghana's food security has gone down. Did you question the
6: food security index in 2016? Because this is an index that is used. What
12: I'm saying is that I am the minister for food and agriculture. I'm in charge of all the data generated in this country. And all the data, they come to my office. Mm-hmm. We do the analysis. We are not getting the picture that you are trying to paint with this EIU uh, uh, study. But it's not just EIU. No, no. We, we, we have, let me read more for you. If you think I'm I, just... I so let me give you quote, more. Just a few I more. I can also quote a lot of <laughs> a World Bank. I can quote Commonwealth. I can quote ECOWAS. It would be nice to hear, hear you quote them. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not here to do that. Because they are, because no, because you said no, sorry, because no, 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 because
6: a Greek has so many people interested. You already said that there are different people looking at the sector, so it's understandable where Gau.
12: Uh, different groups food security ghana they are all commenting on the sector if and those and comments no, 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 are no negative other, uh, there are other institutions also commenting on the sector that you are not quoting that's the point i'm making to you then tell me then well, i'll, I'll I i'm, I, 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 I'm I mean, pleased. It's available no no i'm not here to to teach you no but you said saying, but, no but, but you're you saying, talking about the
6: negative. no problem no you know it's because your premise is that the
9: the 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 pfg has been extremely successful
12: yes and, and we have
9: produced enough food for humans and we are even getting some for animals yes. and not only that and, we, are, we, are we, are, exporting. we
12: are exporting to our neighbors
9: that, that's the premise why i asked our food needs and our production so that we will get a sense of the excesses we are exporting for example no, I can give you the over, the two, over the past two years we've had comments from senior high schools of food shortages within the senior high schools. No, that's a management and the, problem. And and the that, food they eat no, is no, practically no, green. No, 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 but can you let him ask the question? <laughs>
12: no, the thing is No, not. but you can't... You <laughs> see,
6: if a man doesn't land with his question, you, your answer in the middle does not help because you don't know no, where he's no, going no, with no, the question.
12: that's a management problem. The school feeding program is not... No, really but problem.
6: it's all related. If, for example, we have enough food and yet the buffer stock system isn't able to manage the food supply to schools, again, it's It impinges because your job in producing the food is to make sure people have access to it. And the uh, Greek ministry is one of the most important ministries because every industry is touched by it. So even if there are sectors within your downstream which are not managing the surplus right, it should be of concern to you. Yeah, because but, because when the president asks you where we are with food security, you can't just say, Well we produced excess rice two years ago, therefore I've done my job. You have to wait to say to him that apart from what we produce, we stored it and managed it in a way that made no, food available no, to everybody.
12: We don't have the storage until now. This why I've said that we just handed over to me eighty warehouses of one thousand metric ton capacity. So I cannot say that we stored it. Where is the money for to buy to store? Where were we going to store it? So... so but the story is uh, part of your mandate. Yeah, of course. This is why we are building warehouses.
6: So that's why you have to admit <laughs> that... This, the, so then you can't say the policy has been extremely successful. Because I the policy know. is not just about food production. No,
12: no. Because
6: the objective of they, the policy is you, food security. No, no, they, not they, just no, making no, a bumper harvest in one no, year. No, no, no.
12: First of all, the food should be available. Mm-hmm. And before then, the food was not available. That's why we're importing food from Côte d'Ivoire. Even plantains. Good. From Côte d'Ivoire. hmm Now, it's the reverse. You go to Burkina Faso, Wagadugu, plantain farmers have, a, have hired a site where they are marketing their plantain. Okay? That one, you don't talk about it.
6: Well, you are just telling me. even told you me the source. Oh, you don't know.
12: Folks. No, the source, <laughs> I have sent people there. They filmed it and everything, and it's in the papers. I, I can only paper, use
6: what is available uh, to me.
12: No, you are selective. No, no, no. no. Because, I reject that. Yeah. I reject no, no, that no, because otherwise there are a lot of evidence. Because we've quoted, that we've,
6: we've we've admitted increase in food production from the Ministry of Agric. We have conceded that rice production has increased based on official statistics. So it will not be fair for you to say we selectively use data. No,
12: no, you have because all the things that you are, you're quoting people. I'm quoting who are saying No, no, reports. But you're not quoting reports which are, are, are <coughs> acknowledging that our program has been successful. That's where I have On the production made. side, no, no, that no, acknowledgement no, no, has been made. Supply is supply. If the, if the food production is not there, there can be no supply. The food production is there because we've used taxpayers' money to subsidize technological inputs for farmers to apply, and the results are showing. So let's stay on on, on that aggregated level than being quoting specific, this group is saying this, this group is saying that, and forgetting that there are other developments which are positive.
6: So just to clarify and end that segment and move forward, you are an economist as well. And you've explained some of the challenges in the value chain that can affect price. So if I'm I'm coming... So what what do you think we need to do to reverse the upward trend of food
12: inflation? We have two areas that we have no control of. As Mm -hmm. I I, I told you, food inflation made of a cost of production on the farm, the transportation to the the markets.
2: Mm -hmm.
12: And the component of the Transportation is to do with oil. Ghana is a net importer of oil, so what happens on the world market, I have no control. We don't produce fertilizers in this country; we have to rely import fertilizers. So, if prices of global fertilizers go up three times, we have no control. These are elements which drive costs. So, in those areas, if you are going to judge us based on the prices at the retail at the wholesale, then you're not being fair to us. Okay? Because in those areas we have no control. We don't produce these items in Ghana and they have major impact on food prices. It's rather to look at the supplies in terms of production. I'm saying that we managed to move, for instance, maize production from 1.8 million metric tons to 3.1 million this year, we're expecting, if the rains are good, to go on to 3.5 and so on. So that's progress. See, that is, these are evidence that is under control. If you're saying because these prices are high, production has come down. That's a different issue. We're expecting production to go up. In spite of these significant increases in these input prices.
6: Quick question on rice. Again, rice production has increased. There's a concern that some of the mills still don't have enough rice to mill. Yes. We have more milling capacity than we produce rice. What do you think is the bottleneck? No,
12: no, we don't have. It's the reverse. Our milling capacity is only three, four hundred 450,000 metric tons if you put all the mills together. We've done the calculations. We start down with the millers. 450,000 metric tons. Our paddy production last year reached 1.1 1. 1 million. So we, have only, we have less than half of the milling capacity for that's why the Nigerians come and take our party to go and mill and make all the money in their countries and I'm trying to get investors to come and invest in the milling uh, capacity even the current milling capacity only about 70% of the, or less is being used because the banks are refusing to give working capital to the millers the banks have not helped us And I I keep saying that that the commercial banks in this country have vacated agriculture. And in spite of all the life that we put into the sector, it's just sat on the sidelines watching us. And in fact, uh, we've arranged a meeting with all the commercial banks and the governor and the president himself present. To, for me to make the case to them that it's about time they came in because government has done enough the taxpayers' money and they have to come in with agricultural credit and not only. Quick on question. Farms. In
6: Nigeria the central bank came up with a strategy where they made some funds available to some financial institutions to own lend to farmers, yes. they increased their milling capacity yes, and also Ghanaian involved. Is this something we should be thinking about doing? Yeah. Using the central bank as the driver. That's what they
12: did. Yeah, yeah, but we we have the cell here in the of Ghana. But the amount of money to me is is small. It's only 300 million Ghana cities. Okay. The Nigerians came with 5 billion dollars equivalent. We we just had is
9: a Could you rice
18: farmer. Yes. He has a couple of the, questions The, the rice concern
9: for by rice farmers and millers and marketers is that when we produce, importers undercut the market because of the benchmark Um, value-related matters, and we want that removed. Where do you
12: stand on this? Well, I I stand with the farmers on that. And in fact, you know, we are coming up with this, uh, apart from the Grains Development Authority, which is going to regulate the market for grains, including rice. There's a specific executive instrument coming to say that to control the outflow of our grains to neighboring countries. We have to do that because we can't spend the taxpayers' money subsidizing production and then for neighbors who don't have any uh, uh, contribution to come and take advantage of that. So I'm very sympathetic with that with that position.
9: Mm. The uh, other challenge is also fertilizer availability for the upcoming season. Um, the data um, since PFJ started, we increased fertilizer um, 2017, 440,000 metric tons. Back then, that was the record for the year 2020, we did over all time best 600,000 metric tons. 2020 it dropped because of COVID and related matters. Now, Russia, Ukraine is also threatening fertilizer availability. Do we have any strategic stocks or we have any sources of fertilizer that we are going to give to farmers this year? To no, plant? we don't
12: have any source, we rely on the private sector to import fertilizers. Okay. And last year, uh, we were caught on the hop in the sense that nobody knew there was going to be a sudden change in the world fertiliser market. So the shipments were a bit low and shortages arose and farmers complained and all that. This year, of course, uh, it's a more organised, there will be a lot of fertiliser on the market but most of it will be on the open market. See, there are two markets, the subsidy market the subsidy market and the open market. At least the open market will be there for farmers to go out there. But of course, it will It will be more expensive than the subsidized market. So this year is going to be different. And we've we've done the stocks. The those uh, stocks on, on, on high seas. Those are tamu kumasi tamale, and we think that there will be adequate amounts. But the prices. What about affordable.
6: payment for? some of the private fertilizer suppliers, indeed some of them sent message and said some of us have still not been paid for 2020 supplies under pfg what's going on yeah
12: i mean that was a very unfortunate i mean uh, i think since then the minister of finance is making up for that most of them have been paid mm. there's still a, a little matter of about 85 million uh, to sort it out completely, and I know that the ministry of Finance is working on those.
9: Honorable, I'll ask you a question that our Tumu brothers and sisters have sent. Sisala is Sisala West. Mm. You agree with me that they are one of the two of the biggest maize-producing um, districts in the country, by far. But their roads
12: are amongst the worst in the country as well. Well, we'll talk to the Ministry of Transport. Of, of, of roads, of roads. Yes,
9: you have talked, or you will talk, <laughs> yeah, <we laughs> or will you talk. will keep
12: talking. <laughs> we, are, we are, talking. No, no, but the roads have been <laughs>
9: consistently amongst the worst in the country.
12: Well, I'm You've not been sure. I'm not, I'm not sure about the roads, the road through to all the way to the other side. That's a yeah. very good road. If you are talking about. Going off those roads. Yes. Uh, then you can talk about a shanty, brown half, everywhere. I mean, it's not It's not just specifically. To but because of a, the
6: importance in the grains they produce yes. for a place like Tumu, that should probably be a priority for you, shouldn't it?
12: Yes, I mean, we talked to them in
6: the roads. Let me come to Coco. <laughs> so, my question about Coco is two things. Before you became minister, Coco was under finance. When you were in a position, you said that you felt Coco should come under Greek, and the president agreed with you and it brought Coco under Greek. Then you introduced the Living Income Differential Program, launched, I think, in 2019. Would you say over a year and a half and two years, it has worked?
12: Well, uh, the Living Income Differential is meant for the farmers, $400 per ton. When it came, we gave it all to the farmers. So as far as we are concerned, that objective has been achieved.
6: Are the Multinationals Cooperating.
12: Well, they are dragging their feet and that is a subject for, for government to government, for the trade yeah, to bring pressure to bear on the trade, to be faithful to the spirit of that agreement. Again,
6: I see you are very uh, strat- important to this president because you are one of the ministers he's not touched and you are quite close to him. Some people feel you could have been stronger in your defense of the question could you asked in relation to the benchmark values because how the farmers started speaking out. We haven't heard from the trade ministry nor the agric ministry very forcefully is this a vexatious issue for the government is there division as to this benchmark value because obviously your stakeholders are the farmers and it looks like traders are another stakeholder group in in fact manufacturers and traders are under the trade ministry but the farmers are in your side just give us a sense of the calculations around all that because in 2019 vice president announced the reduction of the benchmark policy. Two years later, finance minister says we are reversing it. I get the sense there's a lot of disagreement within the government as to where we should go with that policy. Not
12: at all. I mean this government is very united in this policy. We brought the policy, we see that it's not working. Uh, a listening government, we've listened to all sides in consultation, we've decided to take a peg down, and that's not the end of the story. We continue to review the situation and bring it where it belongs. But they are taking other measures to make sure that the farmers are not worse off. I mean, they're talking about the fact that these subsidies that the farmers are getting very unprecedented. It's never happened. If you take the five years, the amount of money the government has spent on the subsidies alone, is equivalent to nearly half a billion U.S. dollars. And this is by the taxpayer. It's never happened. The magnitude of the support that the Akufuado government is giving to, the, to these farmers has never happened in the history of this country, even pre-colonial. So it's a major step and the transformation. I see it. I don't sit in the office all the time. I make sure that every year, all the 16 regions, I visit them, I go out into the farms, I talk to the stakeholders, processes and so on. We're making fantastic progress. And I think that is something which is acknowledged by most Ghanaian farmers and stakeholders, except maybe a few. Do you feel there's a consultation? Just a quick question.
6: You said that before you were even vetted, you knew you were going to do PFJ. Yes. So when you hear people like GAU, Peasant Farmers Association, Food Sovereignty Ghana, make comments about either the consultation for the planting for food and jobs or they feeling that a policy is not going well could it be that they felt uninvolved in the policy for which reason each time you hear them comment on the issues you don't seem to be on the same page with them
12: no the thing is that in ghana whatever you do you you get people that that's, that shouldn't the vision and the drive should be there if nobody was criticizing, I'll be very surprised. I'll be looking for people to come and criticize. So they are, doing, they are doing a fantastic job. That does not mean that we should deviate from what we are doing. But especially when you, you see demonstrably that the, the policies work. But some
6: of them are pretty interesting. So you have Peasant Farmers Association, quite significant group. Food Sovereignty Ghana, you could say it's a CSO. Yeah, they're talking about, then you have General Agricultural Workers Union. These yeah, are, you're,
12: you're talking about Peasant Farmers being a significant group. How many farmers are in the Peasant Farmers Association?
6: Well, I I mean, let,
12: let's be very honest. Look, the last census of agriculture was in 2018, which I, as superintendent, first time in 37 years we've had agriculture census. Total number of households, farm households in Ghana, 3.2 million. How many of them are in the Peasant Farmers Association? Please, you know, you have to take things into perspective. People hide behind big names and pretend that they are they are they are uh, speaking for a certain group of people so you are in
6: touch with the farmers on the ground so even if if, the associations claim they've not been consulted you are working with the farmers
12: no but i'm saying i'm getting first-hand information to the extent that nobody in this country or anywhere in the world has the kind of information i have on Ghanaian agriculture so if you are saying something which is relevant to what is happening to the information we are getting? Yeah, we are prepared to, but if you are... So what, you are, what is your
6: reaction to the accusation that you don't listen? Because you are, because you are an agriculturist and you are an Greek economist and you are a farmer, you tend not to listen to what people like these groups say.
12: What are they saying?
6: Some of them say you need to reconsider the approach to PFJ, for example. I read a couple of stories well, like that. I mean,
12: we, we, who says you are not listening to that? Well, we, we have have a, policy, haven't heard from you. We have you. a whole direct rate for policymaking. So all these things come to them and and, and we factor it into things. The fact that we don't come out and say, oh, these people said this, so we are doing it for them. We spend all your time doing that. We have to be focused, we have to follow the vision, and as I say, as far as we are concerned, the vision is a point of realization. I mean, I was in Dubai two weeks ago, come and see the number of people who came to listen to me, investors and so on, uh, about Ghanaian agriculture, the new opportunities is coming. You'll be amazed. See, we we tend to criticise ourselves, but those outside, they really see that Ghana is really beating a path to progress in agricultural transformation in Africa. As far as Barbados and all those people, they come to us to find out what is planting for food and jobs that they can carry out. Sierra Leone, Liberia, they've been here. So, if they recognize what we are doing and our own people are saying, oh, this and that, and you are shaking, no, no shaking.
6: So, you are very clear that the agric sector under your direction is headed in the right place.
12: I'm surprised by your question because I thought you would be the first to admit. No, I
6: wanted to. No, I want you to. <laughs> no, I, it's, it's, I want you to affirm based on what you've said. We'll take a short break, we'll come back and read some questions. Uh, I need to tell you that your interview has generated a lot of interest. A lot of people have sent questions. We will not be able to ask all. But there are a few questions that we'll read out. And then there are also interesting views about what you will do after this. So, as I said, as we travel around the country, we saw your posters. And it seems very clear that you are throwing your hat into the ring to be MPP flag bearer. Where where does that sit and what's going to happen? We'll deal with some of those as well. We're talking to the Minister for Agriculture, Dr. Efriye. And he's answering all our questions. Stay with us.
3: This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation.
6: This is still the City Breakfast Show. Today we are hosting the Minister for Agric, and he is answering questions on the sector that he oversees, on the largest sectors in the country, Doctor. A free akuto. For those of you who do not know, he is the son of the great Say Akuto, who, for whom the akuto lectures are done, himself being one of the forebears of the, uh, I think it's the NLC. NLM. NLM, National Liberation Founder Movement. Founder and leader Founder of and leader the National of NLM. And, and he was the Asanteanist linguist. Are you also a linguist?
12: No, no. We, we are matrilineal, you know.
6: Okay, <laughs> but you still you are still in the court of the Asante. Of course, you are yes. still in the court of the Asante. amazing stuff. Um, some 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 people think that your your close relationship with the president favors you than other people because I think he said a few times that people who aspire to be president should resign. But it doesn't seem to apply to you. Have you had that criticism before? And what uh, has, your it, has
12: anybody resigned because of that statement? No, but I think a couple of them
6: were not retained. I think Mr. Jogate was not given a post, even though he had a post in the first term. And there are reports that the trade minister may resign soon. That's what we've heard so far. Is this something you're contemplating? Because as I said, as I travel around the country, I saw your posters. So it suggests to me, there's already some work going on on the ground about what possibly could happen after, at least as the MPP primaries approaches. So what's your thinking around... All of that, the president, the, the, the flag bearership,
12: as you also see, oversee this sector. I must say that the assignment given to me by the president of the republic, Nana Dudanko Ekufuadu, is an assignment which is of prime importance to me. And I'm focusing on that to make sure that his second term is a great success for the people of Ghana. is that all
6: (laughs) but you you do admit that the government is going to some serious economic challenges as we speak
12: it's not only this government all over the world the turmoil brought about by COVID. secondly with this uh, ukraine crisis every government is suffering but
6: we seem to be suffering more if you look at our, our our debt position
12: well yes i mean the debt position is something which is worrying i mean we borrowed quite significantly it's affecting our service of the debt with our re- revenues and all that but uh, i'm very confident that we will overcome and our fiscals are not looking good
6: what do you think of the e-levy and the challenges i know this is not in agreement i'm just asking because there's t- you were in parliament before there are tight numbers in parliament it doesn't look as though the e-levy will be passed anytime soon. And it seems to be one of the revenue strategies the government was at least proposing in the budget. Yes. Where I are mean. your thoughts around how we deal with this, the fiscal challenges we are facing as a country with the e-levy and where it is now?
12: Well, the e-levy will be passed.
6: You are confident? Oh,
12: absolutely. It will be passed. And it will be good for the people of this country to bring a lot of people outside the tax net into the, into the net which is where any modern state, nation state, should be, that only 12, 15, uh, 13% of Ghanaian taxpayers are paying tax is something which is totally untenable, especially even by West African standards where the average is 22, 24%, and we are doing just about half of that. We need to rein in on those who are outside the tax. You and I pay taxes. Majority of Ghanaians don't, and that's unfair. And also, at the same time, our expectation of government services uh, rising by the day, skyrocket, and we need roads, we need this, we need that. So where is the money going to come from? It should come from ourselves. So the E-Levy is breaking a cycle of a serious attempt to bring in as many taxpayers as possible. And it's a very noble uh, gesture that should be praised rather than being condemned by...
6: But if you look at the cost of living in Ghana now, fuel prices, unprecedented levels, CD depreciating very rapidly.
12: That is the the even more reason why we should have the E-Levy. Because these are not... We are talking about situations like fertilizers and petrol and all that, which we import we are at the mercy of the international market, and if they are skyrocketing, where do you expect that to come from, the Ghanaian taxpayer? Yesterday I was reading about the UK petrol prices. They've hit record levels, although they are major exporters of oil. So if major exporters of oil are are increasing prices at at a pump, we as importers, net importers of oil, what do, you, what do you expect? We but should,
6: should the brunt of all of that be felt by the end consumer? For not? Well,
12: I mean, we are, we, 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 are, we are the citizens of this country. We have to pay for it.
6: But if you look at, for example, the, the benchmark price we used in our oil projection in the budget, which is around $56, and mm-hmm. the oil is now over $100, exactly. there's a windfall in terms of what we produce. Some people think you can use that windfall to cushion so, consumers.
12: Net, we are, we, are, we are a deficit. We are net importer. Whether you export or you import, we are from the, sa- it's the same market. So if you are uh, uh, importing more than you're exporting, how, how do you have a windfall? There's no windfall.
6: In terms of the, 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 the percentage of the oil we own.
12: Well, how, what is the percentage? It's 13%, 15%.
6: 18.
12: 18%. Yeah. But I'm saying that the volumes, what you own is, uh, let's put it that aside. We are trading. We're importing, we're exporting, and we're saying that at the end of the day, we're importing more than we're exporting. So where is the win?
6: Can the MPP say that proudly? They are better managers of the economy because that was one of the things you campaigned with. The C D has just been racing to. It's, yes. it's It's lost. I mean, it was. It, it's lost so much value to the dollar. Indeed, it was rated the worst currency among about 25, as was compared by Bloomberg. I mean, clearly, the MPP has to eat humble pie and admit that it wasn't as great as managing the economy as it made us
12: believe. Well, the thing is that COVID never came for 100 years. So, it happens in our time. And until then, we're doing But COVID affected
6: every country. So how come our currency is the worst? The other countries that the currencies are better, didn't COVID there. them?
12: The thing is that if Ghanaian taxpayers were paying their taxes, we wouldn't go borrowing. You understand so if the rest but, of the so you're blaming the ghanians for not paying ta- but if your currency all, is depreciated how do you blame Ghanaian no, no, taxpayers for all, that it's all part of the equation it's all part of the equation really him, oh, when, the when, when
6: when when you were in opposition and you were telling us that if the fundamentals are weak the the expenses which will expose you you didn't yeah. say it was a question of taxes you said it was a question of economic management
12: yeah yeah but, it, but it's all part of it i'm saying that there's externalities that we are facing as a country I mean, since the Second World War, no country has has gone in and invaded another country with such uh, uh, openness and uh, I don't care, attitude. The whole world is condemning Russia, they still are in Ukraine bombing civilians and all that it's never happened but that's not I unique lot. to Ghana. no no but no it's economic implications is what i'm talking but about is our
6: exposure to ukraine and russia more than other countries yes, other neighboring I, countries I,
12: I think so because in no, what sense in the sense that gas the uh, soviet uh, the uh, russia put, uh, supplies a substantial amount of gas to the west for fertilizers and so on yara is closing down its factories because they they, they find the prices totally unprofitable, so fertilizer shortages on the global market leading to huge and and so on. You know, all all these things come together. But I'm saying that if Ghana was 22%, 24% of Ghanaian taxpayers were paying their tax like the average West African we wouldn't be in this situation.
6: So you are blaming the Ghanaian taxpayer well, uh, for, yes. the, for the economic malaise we are in, yeah, including that's not, the foreign, that's, foreign currency.
12: That's, that's one of the problems that we have. So the e-levy has a lot of significance for us. That psychologically, if we're able to bring e-levy on, the Ghanaian taxpayer will... But maybe then 600. the government
6: should lead by example, cut down on its size. You had a large number of ministers in the first term. The yeah. government has been asked to account for money spent it, it received during COVID. It hasn't done that. Yeah, so if the government that, is talking about not paying tax, maybe the government should lead by example yeah, by being more transparent with its expenditure.
12: And not only that, we are talking about 20% cut in our budget across board. That one you don't talk about. 20% of my ministry's budget has been cut as part of the measures to reduce expenditure. That's very significant.
6: And that affects the end user. We're talking yeah. about the size of government machinery, not the, well, I mean, the programs <coughs> of the ministry which affects the farmer. Well, so it is comes back no, no, to no, us. No, We're no. talking about this, the number of ministers, the number of cars, the, the, the upkeep of the, yeah, st- you, the, the state. No, no,
12: but you have to understand that in the first term, there are, there, are, there are less number of ministers in this government in the second term than in the first, government, in the first term. You have to admit that. That's a fact. So it's
6: an admission that the first one was too large.
12: Well, whatever it is, you know, you 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 learn on on the on the job. you you start by doing something, and you find that you need to do to make adjustments. You make the adjustments. If you you stick to the same format, then you are saying that you are not a listening government, but. We're we bringing all these factors in, including the latest, which is a 20% cut, even in the Ministry of Food and Agriculture. Our budget has been cut. And that shows you the determination of this government to cut expenditure to meet the new situation that we find ourselves in. Will
6: we come out of this? I'm, I'm appealing to the economic side. This seems to be unprecedented terrain. Fewer prices, 11. going. To, we are told it's going to cross the 10 mark. CD is trading almost 8 to the dollar. These are Uncharted waters.
12: Uncharted waters. But you know, the first four years of this government, we had one of the lowest rises in the city, Esting Bridge. I do realize that. It's only the last uh, uh, few months that the city has suddenly taken a a dip. So you have to give, you have to acknowledge where where our contribution has been. Well, I use
6: the trend analysis. When you took over, the city was around three point six. It's now getting to eight. Mm-hmm. So, as an economist, prices so tremendous. when you look at the, the long now term, if you look at the eight years or maybe the past ten years, the trend is in one direction. So, I, I'm, I'm afraid I can't, I can't give you the acknowledgement you're asking for.
12: Yeah, but, uh, I think you have to give it to me because of things because of the COVID. You see, a, a lot of what we, is happening. The high expenditure, uh, trying to control the COVID, saving lives, and and all that, obviously had an impact on government finances. Um, and of course, I mean, for instance, cocoa exports were hit. I mean, normally by the end of December you have three quarters of our exp- uh, cocoa sold. Last year you, you had to go to Timar and Takra depots to see that the the stocking up of cocoa and that you know all these things have a, a net impact on the performance of the economy and those things uh, were not the making of this government we, we had to really make sure that we, we minimize the impact on the ordinary citizen so something has to give and unfortunately it happens to be the rapid deterioration of the currency in the last uh, few, few few months. So, so, uh,
9: honorable ministers, and people have also said that beyond the fact that we are not raising enough taxes, mm-hmm. there's a, a lot of waste also in, in, in the system. For example, we'll, we'll zero in on things that have got to do with your ministry. Mm-hmm. We said we're doing one village, one dam.
2: Mm-hmm.
9: Um, there were concerns with the execution of that particular project. Mm-hmm. We said we're building warehouses. Mm-hmm. We started some time in 2018, we are in 2022. Turn around time within a year or two, you should be able to have warehouses in place. Mm-hmm. To ensure storage is done, we are, you are now telling us that you have new warehouses in place, yeah. um, even fertilizer policing our fertilizer and ensuring that they are not smuggled. We didn't do a good job. So even though we spent five hundred million dollars, a lot of them went waste. So true. so. I say
12: know. a lot of them went waste. Okay. okay i would take serious a lot of uh, smuggling you admit that you. But, no, 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 but you no.
9: admitted to us that there's been a lot of smuggling no, as no, well no, with no, people even taking mean, using donkeys no, no no
12: that doesn't mean that a lot of that money went waste i would totally fair enough waste. but the general point 20, is making you can address uh, uh, this issue about smuggling started 2018 go to a peak in 2019 we take very drastic measure. 24 districts along the borders on the western ins- uh, eastern side with togo and the north we excluded them from uh, uh, direct purchasing uh, uh, trading of fertilizer we reduced the size of the subsidized fertilizer from 50 kilogram bags to 25 kilogram bags with a huge print on it planting for food and jobs with a yellow label so that if you find it in the market in Togo, you know that it's a smuggled Mm -hmm. item. We did all kinds of things based on the advice of the International Fertilizer uh, uh, Authority, who came here, advised us, we took all these measures, and the whole thing just went down. Now, what was driving it was the fact that we are the only country in West Africa subsidizing inputs. That you go to Togo, Burkina Faso, Cote d'Ivoire, there's no subsidy on fertilizer. And ours has, has down by 50%. So the economic
4: incentive drive, to take
12: it yes, out was
6: there. was was huge. Fair enough.
12: Now we, we are now adjusting because of what has happened, adjusting the, 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 the subsidy rates and so on. And with all these measures, fiscal measures we're taking, banning fertilizer along the borders and so on, I, I can tell you that, of course, you cannot uh, completely eliminate. Smuggling. can you address
6: the dam point in races though because I feel for a big project like PFJ the, the dam project could possibly have been managed by even the ministry it somehow was in a different ministry and there's, there's been many questions about where are the dams I don't know if you've satisfied yourself that that project has complemented the planting project that you are in charge of in the right way in mm-hmm. retrospect could it have been done differently
12: well of course it could have been done differently but don't forget that it's only one aspect of irrigation of dam and irrigation that we have with we, the three major irrigation projects in this country in bongo and Pound uh, left bank right bank have been rehabilitated at a cost of 105 million us dollars and now has a much bigger acreage acreages for farmers to farm and all that so those are major achievement oh, they that seen we them. have done. These small uh, uh, village dams are only a small component of what of that. So if,
6: so the large-scale uh, projects are more impactful to the agri sector than the s- the smaller dams?
12: Yeah, in, in terms of acreages, see, the um, uh, tunnel, via, the tunnel no, via, via is still, is yet to be ha- The tonal went from 2,000 hectares to 3,500 hectares. West Bank went from uh, 1,900 to another 3,000. And Right Bank, also the same. Now they're all completed. They're just about to be handed over to us. And even before then, farmers are on it. So it's given a total of something like 10,000 hectares. Now, these small dams that we are talking about, if you put all the acreages that they could service, it's not even it's not even 500 hectares see so you so it's probably
6: gotten more attention than it deserves yes the, yes the focus should have been on the larger dams yes, yes. because that's where the, acreage where is. the,
12: the production yeah. is well it's, the, I, I
6: didn't coin the phrase it was phrased <laughs> by your party people they called it one, one village one dam and made a whole fanfare about it which is why probably the expectations are higher than the reality <laughs> suggests so it, I'll, I'll give you the last one there question.
9: is a message from cashew farmers in my region cashew farmers be yes, it, and, the last and, and, and they are saying that for the first time a price has been fixed by the government and the government is trying to help them recoup their investment
6: so what's the price?
9: Uh, um, five, I think that's five, five Ghana cities per kilogram. Per kilo. Minimum. Yes, minimum. minimum. So, because previously... Was so, around, who, will buy, who will buy your cashew from the farm? Um, um, there are different aggregators who buy the cashew. So, it means that now the farmer is going to make profit because at a point, it dropped to two, three cities and your production cost per kilogram was two, three cities. Right. And so was that not, you or trade? So, so now
6: it's been done. Because yes. because in the previous government, it was a trade minister that was trying to ban the export of cashew. Yes, no, but no, now no, no, is
9: no, this no. government... So, you've
6: taken cocoa, you've oh. taken cashew. I've
9: taken have taken You've
6: taken everything. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it here. Thank you. I noticed you, you are not here to talk about other things. So we'll probably bring you back to discuss those issues as the time evolves. Today is for farmers. Thank you for talking to us, Dr. Efrio Akuto, former MP for Kwadaso, and also the uh, Minister for Agriculture. He passed through the breakfast show. We only gave him water. He didn't get breakfast, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
22: Jini wamudogo, katyede de de. wamudogo, beni ben diabo Oya kono katyede de de. wamudogo, beni ben diabo Oya kono katyede de de. wamudogo kati ede de chini wo mudugo
2: kati ede chini wo
22: Nine thirty three
6: city breakfast show, Steady World is here. Why are you still using Google for your study? abroad searches. Meet with over 50 top UK-Ireland universities and chat with international reps at the Study World Fair organized by Intake Education, formerly called UKAS. Your university destination, program choice requirements, visa applications, tuitions, accommodation etc. will be sorted out at Study World. Venue Kempinski Hotel dates Tuesday 22nd March time 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Event is free but you need to register. Go to intake.education for city. That's www.intake.education for city. Or call 059 608 1424 for further
22: enquiries.
6: Now, have you heard about the Med Safety app from the FDA? a convenient way to report side effects of medicines and vaccines to the FDA using your mobile phone. Go to your app store, search for the MedSafety app, download it onto your phone, create an account. You can report any side effect of any medicine or vaccine you've taken recently. You can also track safety information of any medicine in your watch list as well as receive safety alerts from the FDA. Together, we will win MedSafety app, safety of medicines in your hands. FDA, your well-being, our priority. Now if you are asked why do you drink Malta Guinness all the time, say you're doing it for Ghana. Just make sure the Malta Guinness you drank has the Ghana flag logo on it because that logo represents the hard work of over thirty thousand Ghanaians who are farming and helping to make this Delicious and refreshing drink for you. So, as you enjoy your Malta Guinness, you're making Ghana better. As you make people's lives better, you're helping many people you'll never meet. You're a humanitarian anytime you drink Malta Guinness. So, go on, let's cheer to Ghana. Malta Guinness creating a world of good. <laughs> DSTV Decoder no, you are so oh, no. your 129 CD spec. Uh, you can buy a Zappa Decoder this kit plus one month DSTV access for 129 CDs instead of the old price of 169. Men's lucky. 129 CDs gives you the world's best for less with a wide variety of sports, international and kit shows. This offer is limited, one-time offer for Ghana month. It's valid from now to 31st March. DSTV feel every moment. <laughs>
22: dede chini wo mudugo party edeede chini wo beni bedabo fabedi oya kono katie dede chini wo beni bediabo fabedi oya kono katie dede chini wo mudugo katie dede chini wo mudugo dede I
2: will see
22: Kati e dede chini bomuntu ko kati e dede chini bomuntu ko beni bedia bo frabedi oya kona kati e dede chini bomuntu ko beni bedia bo frabedi oya kona kati e dede chini bomuntu ko kati e dede
6: All right, coming up later on, we'll be speaking to friends from St. Augustine's College, the 97-year group. And I need to announce that our interview with Atukweson will be aired on a later date because uh, the the, the, Greek minister's interview took a lot of the time. So Atukweson is speaking to Kokui and Co. on the cityscapes, urban landscape of Accra. But Providence Insurance welcomes you to a new year. Remember to insure your new car or renew your existing motor insurance policy from now till the 31st of March, and you can win free gifts such as fuel coupons and several other Provident branded souvenirs. Rush for your insurance cover now. Terms and conditions apply. Remember, with Provident, man, you are covered.
1: <laughs>
6: New newmont Ghana wishes to draw the attention of the general public to an ongoing recruitment uh, scam by unknown individuals and groups. Purporting to be officials of the company, Newmont does not contract individuals to recruit on our behalf, nor do we require any payment as a condition for employment. All vacancies are advertised on the careers page of Newmont's website. That's jobs.newmont.com. If you're unsure of an employment opportunity, contact Talent Acquisition Africa at newmont.com to verify. <laughs>
1: Jacket Betani. Okay, one he was more bonnie grandiocrelet, Bogioni. My dear Betafani, my dear my dear my dear my dear my dear my Fuck your whole new And your life Mind you, I'm better than you, girl. Better than you. Okay, I'm a You want some? I'm a mannequin. Mind you, i you, I'm better than you. Mind you, I'm better than my Mind My
6: dear Betakra, 18 minutes to the top of the hour. This is still the City Fresh Show. Now, will you go to the World Cup? Will it be Ghana or Nigeria? DSCV will show the live match on the 25th of March, 7.30pm and the return leg on the 29th at 5pm on Super Sports Channel 202. We will also show the other African FIFA World Cup qualifying games too. Watch the settlement of the Jollof War. It's already started with a Mokati's video on our stadium. Catch it live on DSCV Channel 202 so it's uh, 25 years since the sss 97 year group left school i'm here with uh, some of them from saint augustine's college which is ghana's first catholic school one of ghana's oldest secondary schools and two of the representatives of that year group are in the studio to talk to me about what the 97 absolute year group is doing to give back to their alma maternity is with Absu 97 he's a big man in parliament and andrew Aka is Absu 97 he's also a big man in the advertising sector gentlemen you are welcome to the show thank you Bernard. thank you thank you Bernard. congratulations you left augustus 1997 25 years yes. yes amazing
19: wow do you still have your pictures of do you have your phone one pictures uh, it, it's there, but it's it's like a disclaimer. We we really don't want to show that occasionally.
20: So when somebody gets upset on the platform, and <laughs> we'll throw in one picture to remind people that this is how you wear and totally where you one, we we'll would rather not have So,
6: everybody on. has a story of how they went to their school. What What is your absolute story in that How did you end up going to St. Augustine's College?
20: <clears throat> so, for me, um, it was a family thing. Okay. For most of my ma- mother's brothers, they have to go to St. Augustine's, and my big brothers went there. My father didn't go to St. Augustine. he went to um, St. John's, uh, Takra.
6: But that's a very good school,
20: too. No, very. I mean, No offense to them, old <laughs> saints. And I didn't do too well in the BEC, but it appeared my father didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. He had to get me St. Augustine's. Mm-hmm. And there's this joke, you know, previously, Bernard, you remember yeah. admissions were not this computerized thing. There's a form, there's a list that's they posted to on me. And those who do well, the
0: names will be on
20: top. My name was Abdel Holt. I didn't do well. So that's how I got into St. And this is general arts? Yes. 97? 95? 95, yes. 95 yes. Yes. History, literature, government.
6: So you had gone to uh, primary school where? St. Teresa's or where? No, Northridge Lyceum. Northridge Lyceum. Yes. That about- what about you? What's your absolute story?
20: Yes. Yeah, so
19: my, my class was actually next to Nantibia's. Okay. Because you know, I read economics, geography and, and maths. Oh, okay. That's what I did too. Yes. That's but, one. Yeah. But, but for me, it was more because I was a Catholic. And uh, I wanted to go to another school, which I can see on air. And my father was like, no ways. You're going to go to St. Augustine's College. And, and at the time, he was also the regional director of education. So, hey. In the I'll, central region? In yeah, the central oh, region. Oh, you have so, no choice. Yeah, so you couldn't flout uh, his, you know, his rules. Uh, but you get to the school and he, he, you kind of understand why you, know, you made that choice. And it's, it's been a beautiful journey. But all, there's St. So
6: Peter's. There's Pope John's. There's
20: so many good... Opoku oh, Wari. There's so many good Catholic boys' schools. If you want to go to a Catholic boy's school, why not the very first one and the best one? So, so St Augustine's the
6: first one? Yes, the
20: first Catholic.
6: 1930. 1930. 1930. 30. Yes. And did it start near the sea where it is or
20: started somewhere else? It started in Sano. Then it moved to, Move to. near the sea, I see. as you put it. What was life like in St Augustine's in the
6: 90s as the A-level people left? and the sss took over because you went former in 95 so, so, so we met
20: yeah two batches the, of two batches, two batches, batches. Of it. Yeah, oh, it wasn't wow. easy so when now people speak of their stories in high school i'm like you if you met a lower set former so Benna, you met the last part we
6: met the last but yes, i last was in 96.
20: They, they were they are now friends so oh. We have to say nice things about them, it but they were, with, it it they were not easy. They were not easy to live with. But it's all part of the experience. It helped build character, etc. Mm-hmm. It was nice. At least, you had the basis to compare persons who had been in the school from, from one for six years, and those who were doing three years. And realized there was a certain sense that yeah. something they had, that of course, we who went through the SS system, we were trying to... Do you think that. we
6: should have had more time? So we spent six years in primary school, three years in JSS, three years in secondary school. Those guys had at least five years. Yes. So there's a sense in which they they bond with the school better, isn't it?
19: Uh, you, you you can't. I mean, it's, it's a never-ending debate. You know that mm-hmm. uh, the last time we're here, you know, we talked about it. But, yeah. but for me, I think I think the 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 good thing is that the spirit that you know the school put into us is still is still alive. So it really doesn't matter whether it was five years or seven years or three years. Uh, you leave the school you know that the school has left a mark on you and uh, you go out into the world to to be the best that you can be mm. what so what is distinct about
6: an if i see uh, somebody from your school so if i see four boys and they are talking or four men how will i know the one who went to st augustine
19: oh I, I mean look look at the look at the location of the school right we are, we are the only school that shares a boundary with you know with the with the gulf of guinea um, and, then, and then we have a lake, you know, at the, at the left side, which gives you the scenery. Uh, you, know, we, you know, you can go do boating or whatever you want to do there. <laughs> and, then, and then we have a mini forest at the back, right? Wow, what, cool. what it means is that everyone who attended St. Augustine's College has this, you know, this variety mm. of, uh, you know, of, of living their lives, mm. of, of, of shaping their character. Mm-hmm. And I think you find it in, in every Apsunian that we don't stick to one rule. Uh, you know we are amenable, we, we you know we change as situation changes but we still stay true to our core you know which is the fact that you have to be a gentleman you know you need to be who you are you need to you know speak truth to power you know and you need to live life as if you know as if uh, uh, there was there was no tomorrow mm. you know omnia wink labor that's your yes, is, think it vinket. omnia wink labor what does that mean
20: it conquers all
19: so
6: there's a bit of hard work yeah. toughness I mean your question about
20: when if you meet a couple of persons, the person who would do the action, the person who would say yes, yes, action, (laughs) the person would say that we are doing this no matter what and that has been how the 97 group has really worked, we are Mm -hmm. doing this we are doing this no matter what because you know that when you stay the course it will get done
6: so is, is that why your project, your legacy project, let's talk about that. I'm told you're unveiling legacy project. Yes. yes. And uh, what is the project about and what's the occasion?
19: Yeah. So, I mean, we, the, the last time we're here, we're actually helping you to sol- solicit, you know, help us solicit for a $200,000 uh, project, which is the, the refurbishment of the old ICT lab. Mm-hmm. And then we constructed, we reconstructed, uh, or we expanded it, if I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we are we are providing 150 new computers, uh, which will be connected to an e-learning platform. And I think I think it will be it will be the largest investment in the school uh, since. Uh, since um, you know, wow. since its its inception, and uh, when we started, you know, uh, everyone said, "Are, are you sure?" I'm, I remember the headmaster was like, "Don't start breaking the buildings if, if you don't have the money. <laughs> if if you are not sure, you're going to raise the money." But mm. but I think we've stuck together. Uh, you know, on on this, note, I think I will have to thank every who who's contributed to this. Uh, the corporate body, I mean, it's been it's been. So the contributions journey. were beyond
6: the ninety seven group. Oh yeah.
19: oh yeah, absolutely. I think that we we raised just about half of of the money needed, mm-hmm. and and the rest, you know, uh, the rest of the funds came from very, uh, you know, uh, you know people who really interested in, in the senior Seniors mostly, if I would say. Uh, and then also coming from, uh, you know, other corporate bodies who really wanted to but help. But how many were you in the group? How many of you graduated in 97? Do you have a uh,
20: So we're trying to gather definitely more than 500. Yeah. So five more five, than 500?
6: 500. Yeah, yeah, 505.
20: At the time, we were the largest intake the school had ever had. You yeah.
6: know what's interesting about that? Yeah. My 98 presec sec were about 410, 20. Yeah. Yeah. And we were so many more than the 97 people. They were about 350.
20: No, we had more. So it was so I you guys were over five hundred. Yeah, we're actually, we're actually, we're actually three, Yeah, we're actually like uh, a quarter. Yes. No,
19: we're actually a third of the school. Yes. Because at at that wow. time the school's population was about thousand five hundred something. Yeah, wow. we're 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 quite 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 a bit. That's a <laughs> lot of people. Yeah. Are you guys organizing a speech day as well?
20: Yeah, so we are doing we are organizing the ninety second speech day. And it's it's unique in the sense. Mm-hmm. Since COVID, we haven't had a physical speech day. Mm-hmm. And we passed our 90th and we couldn't meet, we couldn't have all the fun. So the 92nd is a speech day. But in a certain sense, we use it to reflect on the 90th anniversary, etc. So there's a speech day. The president graciously is coming.
4: Oh, wow. Yes. When is the speech day?
20: On Saturday. This Saturday? This Saturday. Wow. president is attending. Yes. Yes. He's attending. He's shown every indication. He's coming. The chairman of... No... The chief executive md of commercial bank is the chairman of the occasion then the our classmate is the deputy majority leader now mm-hmm. um, alexander feno and he's a guest speaker so on that speech they will intend to have all these persons speak and then we unveil our project amazing
6: so alexa feno marking was your mate yes because so I actually in his class <laughs> are, you, are you kidding me yes <laughs> and, i see and,
3: and, and, so, and he's
6: now my boss <laughs> because you work in parliament yes, as well yes. I see I have your almanac I want him to bring it to my office center. I guess it's almanac which has a, a list of the people who uh, s- went to your school from 1930 to I think 2015 or so I'll probably look and see some of your your mates so but if you look at the current times of secondary education mm. you guys are building a science lab
19: no an, an ICT
6: an ICT lab, yes yeah. uh, some people are saying that some some of the year groups need to come together to do bigger things because for example there's a lot of overpopulation now the dining halls are not big enough and it's not just I'm talking of yeah. many schools so is there a thought around maybe a decade year group Okay, yeah. maybe 97 to 2007 or something coming together to do maybe a new house yeah. or maybe some teacher bungalows because yeah. we are told that a lot of the schools because of the number of students not enough teachers live on campus mm. so managing the students is not that easy
19: yeah, I don't know what your thoughts are. I mean, I I would say there's I mean, when we were in school, you know, when when the the past students come around, they'll probably build a notice board and and paint this here and re- refurbish bathrooms and and coal. Now you're talking about two hundred thousand dollar projects, right? And this is not just an absolute thing only. If you look at you know second cycle institution, if it wasn't for their for their you know old student association, I'm pretty certain that the schools today would not be what it is. And I think we we've done pretty well. We all need to tap... You know, you know, ourselves at the back and say we've done a great job. And if you go to every second, second institution has something. So, you know, you choose a project that you want to finish uh, because you don't want to be too ambitious, you, you want to make sure that you choose a project that you finish. And we've done some, you know, there's been bungalows built in the past, there's been halls that people have, you know, uh, people have, uh, you know, have helped to build, mm-hmm. and all of that. So we just need to keep encouraging every year group that if we are to invest a hundred thousand in in our second cycle institution every year, I think the school would would take a better shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond that, you know, that is. You know that's all we can do we think that the education system would have to take care of some of those other investments
20: yeah i remember that these uh, the projects every year group will do is not in isolation so uh-huh. the school has its needs uh-huh. so when you come and you want to inject something those schools say we have maybe an ict lab that needs refurbishing we have a new house we want so in choosing your project you have a discussion with the school administration and of course with the church and it will not be a project chosen in isolation Mm. so cumulatively as you said you can still have the same investment you are hoping to have um over the 10-year period or 20-year period so you're
6: handing over the project this weekend you are hosting the speech day on saturday Are you doing any? When I was in Lagos, people used to do appointing, krakra. You would do Jama and things. What What I, else are I, you doing?
20: I, I, I suspect you've 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 come to a few appointing. Oh yes. yes, it was yes. only one.
19: Yes. Yes. So, so, <laughs> so, I, so I give I give you a quick run. So yes. to, tomorrow, uh, the doctors in our year group will be helping. With the health screening uh, at the school, or, you know, the kids, there'll be an awards night. And then there'll be a bonfire. you have enough doctors in your year group. Oh, yeah. More quite, than enough. More than <laughs> enough. And then <laughs> and then on Friday, you know, we'll have some games, you know, uh, which always is interesting to see people who haven't swung or, you know, in kicked years, them in, in years. Trying to set off the fat. Yes, doing that. And then we'll have an absolute congress. We always have a congress before the speech day and mm-hmm. then there'll be a welcome hangout uh you know somewhere that will jam to the next morning then on the on the day itself you ov- obviously have the the carded, uh parade which the president is going to inspect and then after the speech day there'll be an unveiling of the legacy project. sorry before the speech day itself at eight and then the dinner follows uh to honor all those who have contributed to it then sunday we go for mass and uh, we have lunch and then we we, we leave Cape Coast to, to come back to Accra. So, it's quite quite a packed weekend.
20: Are you involving other schools? Is this, so, so is we're, this, is part we're of this. expecting that our mates from 97 would show and up. And they will show
19: up. Yeah. From other schools as well. It, it's yes. like a festival, uh, Ben. Cape Coast is the only, only you know, only uh, town hub. or only hub, educational hub in Ghana that... Ed- when a year group is celebrating, everyone will come from the other schools. Last week so was Yeah, yes. Okay. And everyone, and it doesn't matter whether it's your year group, because when we gather this weekend, I know Absolute 91 will be there. Wow. Uh, and 90, I think 90 and 92, they always go. That the, wow. oh you know, uh, guys will come and join. Then Fasipin will come and join. So it's a whole festival. You know to help celebrate. You know why Cape Coast is the best school to send your you, kids education. Do you think
6: Saint Augustine's has lived up to its role as the lead Catholic school? Because I have this document here, which has hundreds of Catholic secondary schools yes. in the country, and it appears yours was the first. And people would look at yours and then they would decide what to do. Have you led well?
20: I think we as have, a and we have become. For most of our junior Catholic boys' schools in particular, or even the Catholic girls' schools, St. Augustine's is the reference point. So, Still? Those, yeah, those, those is the reference yeah. point. Would concede Opoquari is doing well, St. Peter's doing well. But there's always a the reference point. Well, oh, St. Augustine's did this. And you recall 2019 when we managed our second feat at the uh, National Science and Maths school? It was a certain sense that the big brothers have come back. So, we, we haven't, I don't think we have lost our guard or we have let down the the mm. torch we are still doing well i think i can see your names in the book anyway so at least you were there oh yeah <laughs> yes, 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 yes we are not frauds. <laughs> very there. i was in arts two. he was in arts one and as i said we had three business classes uh, and i need to say times.
6: that uh, st augustus is the only secondary school that has produced something like this at least we are, we are it's, it's an almanac which yes. has up-to-date information on not just the school but on almost all catholic schools in the country it was produced by one of the year groups i think joined their uh, whatever they call it the almana compilation team yes eric Atasono led the project yes so
19: he's currently national the uh, uh, national secretary yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah this this is a very good book it has everybody's
6: name so if you went to st augustine's or if somebody says they went to that school check this book if their name is not inside it means they lied <laughs> i actually that, saw michaelisian's
19: but, name in the book Yeah, yes, he was yeah. he, he was, was in 98 yes. but 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 the the other thing but with saint augustine's is that it doesn't matter whether you finish your school or not once you it, enter once you enter part, you yeah. are an absinion and and it's 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 just it's the spirit yeah. that matters the book was produced in 2017 by the way yes
6: 2017 all right so all roads lead to uh saint augustine's yes. on tomorrow. saturday people can go on friday i think no sleep in some hotels just we we going tomorrow. tomorrow yes we are going tomorrow yeah we wish you well. Thank you. And we will be monitoring on television. <laughs> Omnia winked labo. Thank you. We had a lot of uh, Absunians here, but some have moved. <laughs> on, so that was such a good Thank you, Benna.
18: Always oh, a Renner. pleasure.
1: I'm
2: a I'm a
6: all right so that's all we have time for for today's edition of city breakfast show we apologize for not being able to bring you uh the honor series or the heritage month but uh, you definitely hear on that tomorrow we and we could with uh, our good friend atu that interview will be aired tomorrow